Venture 11. It's 27 degrees now at DVE. I'm Val Porter. It is election day, at least in the 18th Congressional District here in Pennsylvania. Republican Rick Saccone will face off against Democrat Connor Lamb in an unexpectedly close race for the 18th state, uh, the 18th Congressional District left vacant by Tim Murphy. You may not know this. There is also a libertarian candidate running. <laughs> Whoa. Who He's is this attorney. stranger? His name is Drew Miller. So you have three choices today. Drew Miller spent $30 on his campaign. <laughs> well, uh, if he's anything like Gary Johnson. <laughs> what uh, is Aleppo? Now, remember Do you know that that's a place? Oh, like in uh, Allegheny County, I was looking at I was just looking at the list and it, it there was an Aleppo. Oh, really? Well, like, you can see his confusion then. <laughs> what yeah. is Aleppo? Which Aleppo? Uh, recently, he was being interviewed by Nick Gillespie from Reason.com about that when he screwed up mm-hmm. Gary oh Johnson God, with the Aleppo yeah. thing. Have you heard this clip yet? No. Oh, it's so good. Obviously, people remember the Aleppo moment. Sure. How do you feel about it? Well, that was it was going yeah. to happen. I would uh, hypothesize that it happened to Trump about 150 mm-hmm. times. Yeah. All right. Well, okay, it happens to me. Well, what do you do when something like that happens? Well, they each had a billion eight. So when it came to Goffs, um, they had the firepower to come back. Now, for, wait, by the way, can what? I just ask? You mean gaffs, right? Not coughs. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what is golf? When it comes to golfs, oh. Are you high well, right now? Thank you. No. <laughs> he was so, talking about Jared Goff, the uh, Rams some, quarterback. Someone tweeted, I'm rethinking marijuana legalization. <laughs> <laughs> so today is the special election for the 18th district, which covers parts of Allegheny, Washington, Green, and Westmoreland counties. Get out and vote. Again, this is not a primary election. This is a special election. Mm-hmm. So even if you're registered as an independent, you can vote. Polls will open at 7 a.m. and remain open until 8 p.m. Yeah. If you're in line at 8 p.m., you still will be allowed to cast your vote. So they're not going to be like, get out. Registers closed. We're cutting it off. Yeah. It's a special yeah. election because a guy who was further right of most Republicans on the family values and abortion issues was cheating on his wife and wanted his mistress to get an abortion. You up? Sup? If you're not sure if you're covered by the 18th district and should be voting, um, Mikey from the Freak Show tweeted a map and a list of which is a perfect represent as like lines yeah. it all out what your neighborhood is what, what county what district what neighborhood yeah everything is there so i retweeted that you can find that on my twitter account you know what sto- you know what's crazy though sorry to interrupt you there val but um the, the thing that i just can't understand is whenever you think that like everything on twitter is a a, a an accurate representation of what's actually going on like you look everybody's talking about politics right like everybody seems like they're active. There's like they're expecting less than thirty percent vote. Yeah, that's it's important to vote. Whoever you vote for, just go vote. You gotta get out and vote. Oh yeah. 
A winter storm that could dump two feet of snow is about to hammer more than 40 million Americans. The third nor'easter in just a matter of weeks is about to barrel into parts of the Northeast and New England. Winter storm warnings are out for parts of Long Island, Connecticut, Massachusetts, Vermont, New Hampshire, and Maine. Hurricane force winds could tear into New England. The worst of the storm likely to hit Boston, where forecasters say they're expecting at least a foot of snow, and some places could see two feet. A Kentucky teenager is in a little bit of trouble for allegedly selling drugs right out of his bedroom window. Police say Jacob Michael of Fairdale was already on house arrest over the weekend when they checked in on him and found weed in a shoebox. On top of that, they say they located cash and a gun at the residence as well. The 19-year-old was locked up in a Louisville jail on a long list of charges. The creators of the hit Netflix series Stranger Things are facing claims that people on the set are subject to abuse. An Instagram account that seems to belong to someone who worked on the show posted on March 8th that men in power on the set verbally abused multiple women, including threats and insults. Matt and Ross Duffer, the brothers behind the show, apologized Sunday in a statement to USA Today for what they say is a high-stress production where tempers sometimes flare. They said they remain committed to a safe environment and treating everyone fairly. Netflix said it looked into the allegations and found no wrongdoing. Eric Clapton is set to perform two shows at New York City's Madison Square Garden on October 6th and 7th. Tickets for both shows go on sale to the general public this Friday, March 16th at 10 o'clock. As with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame guitarist run of four shows there in 2017, the two upcoming concerts will also feature special guests Gary Clark Jr. and Jimmy Vaughn. Clapton has previously announced that his touring days are over, preferring instead to book occasional dates like these two in New York City. Yeah, those will uh, be big shows. And um, if you've not seen Clapton before and can somehow manage to make a pilgrimage to do it, I highly recommend it. Don't think he's going to be playing a whole lot more. His uh, his his health is not great. Mm-hmm. What is that uh, documentary not, on? It's Showtime, right? I believe it's Showtime. Yeah. Uh, Life in 12 Bars. Mm-hmm. But it's the neuropathy. It's making it difficult for him to play. I don't think this is going to hasten his death, but it will hasten his retirement. Mm-hmm. And finally, the man claiming to be Charles Manson's grandson is getting custody of the late cult leader's remains. A judge in California granted Jason Freeman the right to retrieve Manson's body yesterday. 83-year-old Manson died of a heart attack in November while serving a life sentence for first-degree murder. He was one of three people, including a friend of Manson and a claimed son of Manson, fighting for custody of the body. Freeman says he plans to cremate him. Windy and cold snow today, mid-30s for the high. It is 26 at DVE. Yesterday, we had a chance to speak to a Pittsburgh legend. Speaking of guitar greats, (laughs) video, vlogger, musician, uh, just uh, archivist extraordinaire. The one and only. And again, I think he should be elevated to the likes. He really should. Of Randy Land. Uh, the Rick Seabacks, the people we really revere as part of the uh, fabric of Pittsburgh, the one and only Weird Paul. It is the DVE morning show, and, you know, Pittsburgh has uh, one of the most accomplished songwriters in the country, uh, hailing right from its uh, east end, Bloomfield, correct? Is it? Is that, are you a Bloomfield Brookline. guy? Brookline. Brookline. All right. It's a Brookline guy, of course, and it's and Weird Paul, yes. 
Yeah, that's his uh, famous song, I Got Drunk at Chuck E. Cheese. And we- Weird Paul <laughs> is joining us right now. And you get a round of applause, sir. Yes. Because you Legend. are Thank a you. Pittsburgh. You you're an institution. How do you like that? Yeah, well, I mean, you live here for almost 50 years. And then next thing you know, you're, you're in an institution. But you have done something that has warranted, uh, I think, national attention. And we're efforting to help you achieve that goal. Wow. Currently, a documentary is uh-huh. uh, being made or has been made. Correct. And it is about not just your music career. The thing that I have always found fascinating about you is you predated the internet and all of the sort of comedic, the YouTube vloggers, you were way ahead of the curve and you were, doing, you were doing it in your home with a video camera. Yeah. Way back in the day. True. So what year did you start vlogging? Uh, well, let's see. We got a video camera in 1984. Okay. Uh, my dad brought it home. Of course, he didn't want me to touch it. <laughs> it was very expensive back then. Yeah. But most people mm-hmm. didn't have one. It, was it the kind that had to connect to a over-the-shoulder, uh, like that you had to hold the VCR with it? Absolutely. Yeah, you it did. carry the VCR around with you right. while you mm-hmm. filmed. Uh, I remember one of the first things I filmed was a bowel movement. Oh, in the toilet, <laughs> and my dad took the camera away. That was he yeah. said, "You're not using this again." But sure. I, but I had that thing strapped to my hand pretty much. Do you day. did you could you have foreseen a time when videotaping a bowel movement would get you on MTV? Because that's <laughs> you you should have been famous right there. I mean, we could only hope for those kind of things back right. then. Right, that was yeah. a dream. Sure, <laughs> but you had that instinct the 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 mundane, the regular. You're like yeah. uh, you know like Andy Andy Warhol yeah. uh, <laughs> of the video camera. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. <laughs> so what other types of things did you use to vlog and, and video that would later sort of become stuff that you'd see, you know, everybody from Jackass to Jake Paul doing? Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, it was sitting down in front of the camera talking about what you did that day. I mean, that's uh-huh. what they call vlogging now. Right. But I filmed stuff like uh, we got a breakfast from McDonald's and I did a little review of it, which now is that's like one of the biggest things on yeah, YouTube the, and the, the YouTube internet. reviews. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I got we got packages in the mail. I un- unboxed them in front of the camera. Uh, I played a video game all the way through and won it, which is now something that everyone does. My yeah. nieces so. sit and watch other people play video games, um, like Twitch or some, yeah, whatever yeah. it is. I That's entertainment know. now. Yeah, so. you would tape yourself listening to the DVE. Memorial Day 500. That's right. I brought this with me. It's my prized possessions. I know nobody can see it out there, but these oh. are the original lists that were sent to me Whoa. by WDVA. Oh, my God. Dude, my Lord. These are really my prized possessions of my life. I We got a campaign to get them to do this again. That's like the, right? the Yinzer Dead Sea sc- Scrolls. Dead Sea Scrolls, yeah. <laughs> All right, so what, how artifacts. many years do you have in there? Well, they started the Memorial Day 500 in 1985. This was oh, extremely... Left such an impression on me. I guarantee you, I, all those songs are going to be played today. <laughs> like whatever, whatever songs we're going to read out of the top ten, you'll hear them before the ride That's home. That's great. Well, you know, every year "Stairway to Heaven" was number one. Is that? Did that? Yeah, so, so what year did they finally yeah. break away? No, because sometimes they would put like "Paradise City" or something in there at number one. Yeah. Okay. Well, that did, was that was after I guess I wasn't listening, but it was '89 was the last one, and they didn't they didn't offer to mail it out that year, so I still have it all handwritten because I'd handwrite it all, wow. and then once I got it in the mail, I'd throw the handwritten one away. No way. Yeah. So you That's just incredible. listen and jot down I'd song write down by song, every single one, all 500. Well, there were years where I missed a few, but you know, well, after a while, I had to come up with a way. Like I got to get some sleep. I'd put a videotape in and hook the VCR up to the radio and tape the audio onto a videotape. Wow. So that <laughs> I can get up so and listen to the rest. 
But the best years were where they just didn't do it during the night. I was like, oh, I can get some rest. And then I go to sleep. But, oh, dude, that is so amazing. awesome. But yeah, that was that was my favorite favorite time of the year. I really looked forward to that. So uh, what? read the top 10 of the last year you did. The last year? Yeah. Okay. No, no, do the first one. That, first I want to hear this. So 85. 85. What was, a, what was the final 10? 10, uh, it was Boston, four-play long time. I mean, for, you, first you, it was four-play, then it was long time. Yes, right. Uh, then we had the Rolling Stones' Angie coming in at nine. Oh, wow, Angie. Yeah. That was that high, yeah. ZZ Top, sharp-dressed man, number eight. Wow, you know, that was, was recent. that's because yeah. it was 85, right? Because that would never have been in the top 10 right. otherwise, yeah. And then we had Aqualung, Jethro Tull, seven. No, yeah, okay. Black Dog, Led Zeppelin, six. Uh, ooh, Dream ooh. On, Aerosmith, five. Frankenstein by Edgar Winter at four. Holy cow. I know, right? That that's, is, that's a Pittsburgh thing. That's the Gonzaga that right there, thing. yeah. Greengrass and High Tides with Outlaws, number three. Wow. Whoa. Very surprising. How did that get in there? Of course, Freebird at number two. And uh, yeah, yeah, we're, 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 yeah. Okay, <laughs> that's uh, that's a hilarious. Thirteen list. minute songs, the third, second, and first place. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, we did them. We copied it. The radio station I worked for in Erie, growing up, uh, it was Rocket One Hundred and One, and it was uh, straight on, uh, just a copy of DVE, Worship DVE, and we will play the same thing. So they did the same Memorial Day countdown, and I had to wow. do the uh, the countdown to number one a couple of different years, and so I was on the air for that. And it was great because the last 10 songs, and I smoked back then. So, like, <laughs> I would, uh, like, you could play a song and I'd go outside because it was the station was in the <laughs> grape fields. Mm -hmm. You know, you just have a cigarette and lay on the ground. <laughs> and the song took eight minutes every time. So, whoever was running that back then, probably Herschel or somebody like that, <laughs> got themselves a nice uh, break for a while. So, uh, imagine when they played in a God of Defeat. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> go to your taxes. So, we're Paul. How many albums have you recorded? Uh, I, I think I've personally put out about 26. Wow. Uh, I mean, I've been on like maybe 60, but those are, you know, uh, compilations and things. But yeah. But your type of songwriting, the stuff like if you go on Spotify and search Weird Paul, you'll, cite, you'll see titles like I got drunk at Chuck E. Cheese. I stole a Bunsen burner. I'm guessing that's a true story. Well, it wasn't me who stole it, of course. <laughs> the character in but, the song. Yeah, but you sure. know, it was true. Sure, of course. That's I was a teenage idealist. Um, the classic, Sucking Chest Wound. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> that's that's one of my favorite. Uh, my Father's Toe, um, Attack of the 50-Foot Woman, and Piece of Meat in the Tang. Uh, is that is <laughs> is that from drinking so tang and so you got some meat in it? My, that was in my dad's. He was very he was horrified. <laughs> what so happened? I went right up to my room and wrote that song. We were just eating dinner, normal as normal, and and he pour, he went to get some tang, and there was a, a small piece of meat floating. There. <laughs> so so can I play a little of that on the air? Is there swear words? There's no swear words. All right. In any there are, is there any swear words in any of your songs? Yeah, here and there, okay. here and there. There's a piece of meat in the tank. <laughs> I mean, you have that Daniel Johnson Beautiful. sort of uh, vibe to you. Did you ever get to, to hang out with Daniel Johnson? Yeah, I did. Uh, I drove to Philadelphia because I didn't know if I'd ever see him. I ended up opening for him a couple times here Oh, in no kidding. Yeah. That's a great, weird Paul and Daniel Johnson. Oh, my God, that'd be great. It was it was a great time. But I, I drove to Philadelphia to see him because that was as close at the time as I thought you could get to see him. And we went down in the basement 
and he was just just us and him. There was nobody else there, and you know it was really nice talking to him. And he spilled ice water all over his comic books. Oh no, oh, he was no. upset. That must yeah. have upset him <laughs> so, terribly. It was it was pretty cool. Just don't fly on a plane with him, and you'd be fine. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever thought about taking all of your vlogs and 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 creating a YouTube channel, like converting them to to a digital format? Well, I mean, I've been doing that. Okay. I started doing that about six years ago. And do you and so, you have a YouTube channel? Yes. And if you just type in Weird Paul, it's going to come up Yeah, but I, I would imagine that the that it's not as impactful as it might have been because it's you predated all of this stuff. Before, it's sort of like, um, you know, when you look at an, or listen to an old comedian, sometimes you don't appreciate what was so great about him because so many people were inspired by him. And I've already done this stuff. And you feel like, oh, well, I've seen this before. But you were doing this. You were a pioneer. Yeah, you were doing this stuff before sure. the damn internet was invented. It existed it's before true. Al Gore invented it. Oh, Just I, the I, unboxing thing. Like I have, I have two kids, and yeah. they will sit in front of the computer for three hours watching kids just open toys. Sure. I mean, I do it now. I do it all the time. I mean, the thing is, once you start, you know, getting a, a, a base of subscribers and everything, people start sending you stuff. Now I get boxes of stuff all the time, and oh, I unbox cool. in front of people. So, so you're creating a documentary, and there is a GoFundMe in an effort because this documentary is done. And it is. I, I, it's not. I didn't make the documentary. Okay. It was a couple guys came out of Hollywood uh, who make documentaries. How did they find out about you? The same way uh, most people found out about me, I guess, from YouTube. Yeah. And uh, and they just, you know, they said this is a fascinating story, and we want to tell. It's actually the second documentary about me that's been made. This one came out in 2006, played here in Pittsburgh, and who in made that the one? Leeds International Film Festival. Uh, that was made by a filmmaker in Chicago, Stacy Goldschmidt. And that one was mostly about my music because the internet didn't exist yet. Right. I mean, not the internet. I'm sorry. YouTube. YouTube. Didn't exist yet. Yeah, 2006 it was around, but. Yeah. Uh, well, this was, I mean, we filmed the documentary in 2004. Okay. There was no YouTube yet then. Dude, this is awesome. Thank you. And so <laughs> now the new documentary is more about uh, YouTube and my vlogging and doing what I did in the 80s and how hard it is to get people to notice you this, mm -hmm. these days because there's so much I mean, yeah. you could look at the internet for the rest of your life and not see everything. Are you wearing an autograph shirt? I am wearing an autograph shirt. I got this. Let me tell you how I got this autograph shirt. <laughs> I used to make you know, all this other stuff I was doing in the 80s. I also made my own versions of music videos. We made over 600 for, you know, just name a band, and we probably over made 600. our own video for it. We lip synced. Slayed. We did. Run, run away. In fact, I just uploaded it to YouTube yesterday. <laughs> Not kidding. That's awesome. That's amazing. Amazing that you said that. Anyway, I made one for Turn Up the Radio by Autograph, and Autograph saw it. And they're still playing, I mean. Yeah. Know. And so they saw it, and they Turn said, the we want to send the kid that made this uh, our new album and, and a t-shirt. And, and oh so I God. said, that was me, and they sent me this great t-shirt. Oh, my God. Do you have a trip to shape. Hill's department store in 1986? I do, and I feel like that's one of the best things that I have, because I don't feel like anyone else filmed Hill's department store. <laughs> right. I don't think that's something anyone films. So. Uh, weird Paul, there might be a reason for that, you know. DVE Sports. Mike Pursuta with your sports right now on the DVE Morning Show. What's going on there, Mike? It begins tonight in Dayton, Ohio. The first two playing games, or as the NCAA is calling them these days, the first four of the NCAA basketball tournament. 640, your scheduled initial tip-off on True TV between the Long Island University Brooklyn Blackbirds of the Northeast Conference against the Radford Highlanders of the Big South. <laughs> That's a couple of 16 seeds having at it. And then at 9-10, a couple of 11 seeds, uh, St. Bonaventure from the 8-10 uh, 
against UCLA from the Pac-12. One of the things I like about it is when you get some of these obscure teams, you have to look up what their nickname is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Blackbirds against the Highlanders. That'll be uh, compelling. Sounds stuff. like a rugby match. <laughs> and then what's their reward? they got to play Virginia? Uh, yeah, I'd have to check my bracket. Uh, it gets tougher if they get if they move on, but yeah, believe me, they'll take it. Uh, oh, for sure, they'll uh, they'll have at it tonight. Two more playing games tomorrow, and then the tournament begins in earnest on Thursday. If you're looking for some bracket direction, Jay Billis of ESPN.com picked every game online that is uh, posted for your perusal. He's got uh, Michigan, Virginia. Michigan State, and uh, I didn't write down Billis' fourth team, but he's got Michigan State beating Virginia for the championship. You got to like that. Uh, I you know, I like it, but I think Jay Billis being a Duke guy isn't picking Duke because he's a Duke guy. You like Duke? I do. Uh, I think Michigan State is capable, but I also know that Tom Izzo is 1-11 against Mike Krzyzewski. And they would have to play in the Sweet 16 if they both win their first two games. And I've been watching Michigan State basketball long enough. The one came in the NCAA tournament, so it is possible. But uh, something about that Duke team, uh, Coach K switched to predominantly zone defense in January when they were struggling, and that seems to have really been an elixir for Duke. Uh, Yeah, they lost to North Carolina in the semifinals of the ACC tournament, but Duke was way behind in that game late and managed to rally like crazy and had a potential game-tying three that Grayson Allen didn't hit. But uh, I got a hard time going against a guy that's won five national championships. Understandably. Maybe Grayson Allen uh, hip-checks somebody gets thrown out of the game early. Maybe. Or maybe he goes off for 33 and hits the shot the next time. Uh, Duke's got four freshmen in Grayson Allen, so it's not – a juggernaut, unstoppable, Duke's going to win type of team. But uh, is he more? I think he's more hated than Christian Leitner was. That's pretty close. Don't undersell Christian Leitner. Everybody hated Christian Leitner. I don't think Christian Leitner had the cheap shot rep that uh, Grayson Allen does. I actually but. think college basketball was bigger in 1993. Me too. Than it is right now. Now I could be wrong about that, but yeah, I think it's huge. I, I don't think it's very big here right now. Christian Leitner was just such a. I, I, he Those was like teams, on SNL, like you know, Grant what I mean? Hill. Yeah. yeah, I mean there were some, some major players. Back I guess then. they became major players too. But that there was something about that team: the Bobby Hurley, Grant Hill, uh, Christian Leitner. They were like the Pistons of college basketball. I think the other reason everybody hates Duke that didn't go to Duke, or most people that hate Duke that didn't go to Duke is because the perception exists and I understand this as well is that people think Duke gets every call I only think that because Duke gets every call Duke gets every call <laughs> you feel like they're good enough that they don't need every call the Blue Devils when you're good you get a lot of calls yeah and that, and has that all, it's every sport has always yep. been the case yeah. you know from Michael Jordan to Tom Brady and the Patriots you win you get the calls yeah. Duke just reminds me of like the the you know that frat on on college campus that tried to get the cool frat kicked out of school, and Christian Leitner just embodied all of that arrogance. Either that, or they and are Grayson the, Allen does too. Either that, or they are the cool frat, and they get all the chicks, and you can't get in. 
and they have all the good parties and you're not invited. Well, also that. And they're going to graduate and make all the money and you're not. Yeah. Yeah. I hate Duke. I can't stand them. And I hate them because Mike Krzyzewski's 11-1 against Tom Izzo. I understand. <laughs> Makes sense. It just drives me up the wall. But, uh, you know, that's, that's my hell. I got to live there. Uh, hockey last night. Uh, the Capitals beat uh, the Jets 3-2 to two in overtime. Goals number 41 and 42 on the season for Alex Ovechkin. Those were goals number 599 and 600 in his career. Ovechkin becomes the 20th player in NHL history to reach the 600-goal milestone. He did it in his 990th career game. Uh, only three players got there faster than Ovi. Wayne Gretzky, 718 games. Mario Lemieux, 719. And Brett Hall, 900. Wow. Ovi's a douche. We know this, but legendary type player. Absolutely. Hall of Famer, one of the best of this generation. He has not won a cup. I I don't know why. I think it's more to do with the people around him than uh, what Ovechkin has done. Uh, Another historic milestone reached. The Las Vegas Knights beat uh, Philadelphia 3-2. to The Vegas Golden Knights and Marc-Andre Fleury wins career game number 400. Fleury is the 13th goalie in NHL history to win 400 games. I remember most of those wins. Yeah. He won his first uh, on October 18th, 2003. He's the third active goalie to achieve 400 wins, uh, joining Roberto Luongo and Henrik Lundqvist. Penguins uh, are off until Wednesday when they will play at the Rangers. Uh, Evgeny Malkin chasing Nikita Kucherov of Tampa Bay for the points lead. Kucherov has 88, and Malkin has 87. Malkin's 39 goals, also within range of Ovechkin's league-leading 42. But Evgeny Malkin emphasized after the Pens' win over Dallas on Sunday night that he's much more interested in what the team does than the Art Ross or the Rocket Richard trophies. I understand like it's uh it's close but uh I'm be like before this situation, you know, I'm understanding what's going on and uh I just wanna like don't think about that. I want sleep at night. <laughs> it's very important for me. But it's a good challenge I'm trying it's like uh it's challenge myself. I mean like uh I'm like ready every game and I uh, try to help the team to win and uh, do my best. If win is good, if not, next year. If win is good, if not, next year. (laughs) Kucherov isn't hurt anymore. He's back in the lineup, right? He's back, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's going to be a sprint to the finish, I think, in both categories. Uh, NFL news. What about the heart for him? For Malkin? Yeah. Got to be in a conversation, right? Definitely. Flipped him. 19 and 18 yeah. before the the, the uh, new year there. And they've been on a tear since, largely because he's been incredible. Yeah, I think that's a, I think that is a legit argument. I wonder if the voters will look at uh, the amount of stars around him and realize that's that, or they'll just think, ah, oh, well, they got Crosby, they got, they got Kessel. They got, mm-hmm. got a They're supposed to be that good. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, yeah, it's, it's he is – gone nuts since January, and the Penguins have been <laughs> really good since January. It's not a coincidence. Uh, Case Keenum reportedly is going to sign with the Vikings when uh, NFL free agency officially opens Wednesday afternoon. Uh, teams, uh, as of yesterday, were allowed to talk to 
potential free agents closer to home. Uh, the Steelers have informed cornerback William Gay that his services are no longer required. Gay posting on his Instagram account yesterday, quote, one hell of a ride in the city of champions. Loved every moment. Next chapter will be ready for 2018. Want a chance to hoist the trophy one more time. I played all positions and football IQ leadership and teammate skills are great. Looking forward to being on a new team. And Big was, play, Will Gay. He didn't put in there that uh, coverage skills are great. Tackling is great. <laughs> Listen, he... Football he, IQ leadership and teammate skills. He played in 176 games straight, though, Mike. Never missed a game. Yeah. 100, Something to be said for that. 160 of those for the Steelers. That there is. 87 starts. Uh, 10 of his 11 NFL seasons with the Steelers. They had to move on from him. Uh, that Yeah. That needed to be done. Some... Somebody else is better than William Gay right now. I can't say that for free safety and Mike Mitchell, but that's the direction they're going there. Chris Boswell gets a second-round tender, which uh, means he'll get a $2.9 million salary for 2018 if the Steelers and Boswell don't come to terms on a long-term extension. Uh, The Steelers would get a second-round pick in compensation if somebody makes an offer for Boswell and the Steelers decide not to match it, and the Orioles beat the Pirates eight to five in Grapefruit League play yesterday. The Bucks are six ten and two on the preseason. They're off today, and uh, they will be taking on the Rays in Bradenton on Wednesday. Good deal. Thanks, Mike. Val, what do you got coming up top of the hour? Well, we're going to talk a little bit more about March Madness and Slash getting protection from a crazy man. That's all on the way. Windy and cold. Snow today, mid-30s for the high. It's 26 at DVE. Get your shamrocks off with DVE. Submit your limerick for a shot at winning the biggest St. Paddy's Day prize ever. We give you a weekend of hotel rooms at uh, downtown. Uh, well, I, I, do we even know what hotel it is? We're just saying I we're... So it's, it's, it feels like we should tell people, like, downtown accommodations. <laughs> right. You're going to stay at our friend Tim's house. That sounds very vague. <laughs> tell them it's the Ritz-Carlton. By the time they get there, they're not going to know. Friday and Saturday night, we got your hotel set up. Then Saturday morning, you do kegs and eggs at the Harp and Fiddle. Then you jump in the parade, the uh, Schultz Ford uh, DVE parade truck with me, Bill, and Val, and Sean Casey, the mayor. Uh, and then from there, you head over to the Hard Rock. Cone Beef and Curry is going to be playing. You have unlimited Uber for the weekend. Then you'll go over to the Rex Theater, and you'll be the guest MC to bring on the bastard bearded Irishman for their just crazy-ass show uh, on St. Patty's Day. It's also a record release for them. As, uh, you get late-night Permani set up for you, too. As we said, two nights hotel. The whole thing taken care of. It. The ultimate party, Pittsburgh party weekend set up for you. Go to dv.com slash contest to get registered. you got to be 21, and uh, you also have to know what a limerick is. So That helps. Yeah, that helps. Go to dv.com slash contest today. It's the DVE Morning Show. Randy Bauman along with Bill Crawford, Val Porter, Mike Pursuta. Uh, thanks to all the great nurses uh, and doctors at uh, St. Margaret's. My dad got a hip replacement yesterday and uh, was uh, hanging with him. Big Bruce. Uh, for the day. Yeah, he's fine. He's 100% fine. He's better than before. Oh, that's great. Imme- immediately felt better. He was walking and that's immediately good. felt better. That's good news. Um, but he was on the drugs coming out of the surgery, you know. And he stayed in my house the night before. And uh, he kind of like woke up from a propofol-induced nap. He was like, hey, uh, I really like that uh, picture in your house of the, you and the Statue of, Statue of Liberty. I'm like, what? <laughs> he goes, 
yeah, that the Statue of Liberty one you got there? I'm like, yeah. He's like, I really like that picture. You standing there in front of the Statue of Liberty. I'm like, Dad, that's John Lennon. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, no, it's the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> Go back to bed, Dad. Go to sleep. Uh, Craig Shoemaker is going to be here this week. Uh, one of the the funniest all time uh, uh, guys coming through the improv. I remember Gene Collier writing about him, just being like the love master. He's just never seen people actually roll in the aisles until he saw Craig Shoemaker, where people actually fall out of their chairs laughing. I can't stand when they make a movie in an area. Well, they do a lot of movies in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. and they don't use authentic accents like people from the area, right? And yeah. never. In history of film, that they had a Philadelphia movie that they use Philly accents, right? So I'm do- I'm going on this rant. I recognize this guy's vo- uh, accent on the set. He's an assistant director of Parks and Recreation. I and I was do- doing a scene, and I go, "You're from Philly, aren't you?" And we start going to Philly thing. I go, "Just see Silver Linings Playbook, great movie." But I I'm so sick of it. Never a Philadelphia accent. Robert De Niro's dropping his R's. I mean, <laughs> he might be a great actor, but how about a Philly accent? All this stuff, and. I, of all the millions of people out there that I could have done this rant in front of, <laughs> who do I do it in front of? Amy Poehler. She goes, I did a Philly accent in Baby Mama. And I go, well, every movie but that one. <laughs> Here's the head of the show. And I go on a rant in front of all the people. Well, they, I mean, it would have changed the scope of some of the movies in Philadelphia had they had that accent. I'm like, Tom Hanks in the movie, Philadelphia. I don't know that that would have added to it if he would have had a wicked Philly accent. I have AIDS. <laughs> Come on now. Somebody give me some a cocktail. I need AIDS. I got AIDS. Come on now. I got scabs. I'm picking at them. Imagine him from Philadelphia as a Philadelphia. Come on. Look at this over here. Somebody give me some money, you prejudiced people. Look at this over here. Look at this over here. We're dying. Look at his AIDS. I like that. I got what, Look at these lesions. That's, oh, that that's is true. true. Maybe it would have yeah. maybe Not every movie, I maybe guess. Not, maybe not every yeah, movie. Right. But the guy was from Philly. You know he didn't have a Philadelphia accent. <laughs> that's true. He might have. I'm here with Antonio Banderas. <laughs> Man, what a loss. That band, they had so much more in them with Scott Weiland. What a shame. That, of course, very early in the STP oeuvre. In the catalog of songs they uh, they put out there through the 90s and uh, in through the aughts and on. Man, that song is super nostalgic for me. Me it takes too. Me right back to high school. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was in college, but yeah, for sure. The DeLeo brothers or the Delio brothers? How do you say it, Val? Um, I don't know. I always said a DeLeo. I think it's DeLeo. They're like. I have no idea how they say it. The you- Riff Masters, man. they like total Zeppelin disciples. That's why they did that great Dancing Days cover. It was like uh, right in their pocket. And I guess now, you know, Greta Van Fleet is like Rock's best hope right now, which I think is a little bit too much pressure to put on a bunch of kids from Michigan. I know. They're huge. Clearly rip off Led Zeppelin. I mean, it's Uh, it's like a tribute band. That's what I don't understand is that while I, I totally admire their talent, everybody freaking out about them. It doesn't seem to be recognizing the fact that they're not branching off into something original yet. And if they don't have, you know, obtain a more original sound, it's going to be hard to have a lasting legacy. 
Is is that the sound on their whole album? Because I've really only heard a couple songs, and the songs that we play are like, I mean, it's it. You could well, tell they, somebody it was Zeppelin. They only have like an EP right now, right? Yeah. So there's only like four songs, mm-hmm. but Kingdom Come back in the '80s was accused of Danny being Stag. too Zeppelin. Danny Staggs, the other Staggerwald brother on guitar. <laughs> uh, I mean, they sold out instantly. Greta Van Fleet. Yeah. They've sold out the outside Cannot of Stage AE in two hours. But that tells you how thirsty people are for rock. We were talking yep. about it listening to that song. There is no, you know, that song was a big hit. Huge. Nowadays, rock songs don't chart very often. It's a pop music industry. I guess they figured out you sell uh, records to 12-year-olds. There's a lot more of them willing to obsess over whoever the pop star of the day is. And they're young guys. Greta Van Fleet. Yeah. Uh, apparently, they have like a ton of chicks. But wait, them. but but isn't it like it's not like that? There's awesome rock music that's being put out right now that isn't making the charts, or is there? I think there is, but there's not a lot of money in it. They say maybe Greta Van Fleet will help uh, blaze a trail that way. Who knows? Val's got news coming up next. What you got? We're gonna talk about, um, of course, March Madness kicking off. We'll talk about the polls everybody gets in on and Slash being protected from a crazy person. It's not. Axel Rosie. We're going to announce the DVE Comedy Fest lineup with the headliner of this year's big show. It's going to be June 29th at 8 a.m. this morning. The headliner of the DVE Comedy Fest will join us here on the DVE Morning Show. Center 11. It's 26 degrees at DVE. The news is brought to us by Giant Eagle Curbside Express. A judge is dropping disorderly conduct and trespassing charges against a woman who was involved in a violent attack inside a Pittsburgh pizza shop back in January. Investigators say Jade Martin was assaulted by former Pizza Milano manager Mahmoud Yilmaz. Yilmaz is seen on cell phone video slamming the woman's head into the floor. He is still facing criminal charges. A Florida judge is ordered Ordering the video from the Parkland school shooting be made public. Video was captured on the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School security system. That video supposedly shows the former deputy who did not go inside the building where the shooting was taking place. Prosecutors want to block that video over concerns about how it might hurt the investigation. A judge sided with media organizations who said the public had a right to see how government officials responded to that shooting. And the Justice Department is moving to help stop gun violence in schools. A letter from Attorney General Jeff Sessions asks federal agencies to show they are in compliance with the way records are reported to the National Background Check System. Sessions also urges prosecutors to go after people who claim they are legally eligible to buy a gun when they are not. Republicans on the House Intelligence Committee say their investigation turned up no evidence of collusion between Russia and the Trump campaign during the 2016 presidential election. Texas Congressman Mike Conway Conaway said the committee's Republican majority prepared a 150-page report for Democrats on the committee to examine. Conaway said while there was no evidence of collusion, there may have been bad decisions or inappropriate meetings. That report will also say Russia did not have a preference for Donald Trump as a candidate. Mm. Trump loved that one. All caps tweeting after that. Henry Hill and Jimmy DeGent say there's nothing that went on with that Lufthansa heist. They had no involvement, <laughs> so they're ending their own investigation. Polly is very pleased with the results. <laughs> Uh, a woman who won a $560 million Powerball jackpot can remain anonymous, so I guess that sets a precedent if you win the 
$318 million Mega Millions tonight or the $420 million Powerball tomorrow night. According to New Hampshire ruled the woman can collect her winnings without revealing her identity. She challenged New Hampshire Lottery's rule that winners must identify themselves to receive, uh, receive their prizes. She claimed it would be an invasion of privacy if she had to publicly come forward. She bought that winning ticket back in January and chose to collect a lump sum of $350 million. I, I never understood that why you had to come forward and, and present your name in a public space. Like, why, why would you ever have to do that? Just be a target. Don't know. You know, because then, then every single person that's ever even closely related to you or ever friends with you is just going to come out of the woodwork. Time for the obligatory. How much time will waste on March Madness story? A new survey found the average employee in America wastes six hours of time during March Madness paying attention to the games instead of actually working. That works out to about 25 minutes every day during the tournament's 15 days of games. Checking scores, peeking at highlights, looking at brackets, talking to other employees about the game. I think now you can watch full games streaming. Yeah, you can. And uh, the debate rages. Is it worth all that lost productivity to have employees bonding with each other and improving teamwork? Guess you have to figure that out in your own office. We'll also be betting $10 million on the NCAA tournament. 97% of those bets being illegal. Yeah, uh, you know, I think they should just show all second halves. I could be down with that. I just, <laughs> they need the like a, a an NCAA red zone like the NFL Network has. It's pretty much how they broadcast it. I mean, a lot of them do jump around nonstop. Yeah. You know, and, and as Val said, you can stream and, you know, pick and choose. There's a lot of different things, uh, options that you have for viewing. And I know you can just watch everything on your phone if you want. Which are, you, are you huge crazy. into the brackets? I, I, you I know, haven't the, been for a number of years. I was at one time, yeah. I just college basketball continues to evade my interest. Yeah, I think I'm just saturated. You watched enough. There's too much else going on. Yeah, I just there's. I don't mind watching like tournament games and stuff. I just don't sit around with my bracket. I was in one of those polls where you get assigned teams, and then you play against the spread. I liked that because I didn't have to think about it. And so I was just following teams that I had no interest in otherwise. They were assigned to me. That was a fun way to do it. But sitting around and trying to decide, you know, and all I would do is be like, well, the bigger school is going to win. Well, yeah. And Appalachian State has no chance. And I think as a younger kid, like when I was a teenager and stuff, I was always paying attention. So maybe I just, I knew more of the players. Oh, yeah. You know, so it was like, oh, man, I'm rooting for UMass because I I love Marcus Camby or whoever it was, Tony Delk or, you know, like this is back when I was like totally in it, the Fab Five and all that kind of stuff. You have other stuff to do. You could lay around hungover on Saturday and watch a couple of games and, you know, when you're in college, you're paying attention a lot more. And now my only hope is if I get a vasectomy right. and I'm laid up. That's the way to do it. A lot of people get vasectomies during the uh, March Madness because the the doctors Recovery who do vasectomies, time. I don't know, what do you call them? Vasectomy doctors? <laughs> they they uh, I hope they that's all they do. Urologists? Do urologists yeah, do that? I'm, I'm not sure. It sounds right. When they do the old... Uh, snippy. Snippy. Snippy to peeny, as they used to say. Well, see, on the that's, TV that's morning show many years ago. You know, ago. I have a problem with that. Snippy to peeny is not 
something that I feel like I'd love to go have done to me. No, you well, can nobody's watch. Nobody's forcing you to yeah. do. Well, you can we're watch the games anyway. without having might. a vasectomy. Yeah. It, oh, Serena's forcing me. But uh, you know, we talked with Mike about that earlier. You know, my perception is. Oh, well, it seems like college basketball isn't as big as it used to be. And his perception is it's bigger than it ever was. Yeah. And I trust I his. It just depends yeah. on what you're interested in. My world, it's it's not. But for most people, apparently it is. And Warren <laughs> Buffett again giving his Berkshire Hathaway employees millions of reasons to fill out their brackets. The billionaire, as he does every year, has challenged employees to pick the winner of every game through the Sweet 16 to win a million dollars a year for life. If nobody does wow. that, whoever has the most correct picks through the Sweet 16 will win a hundred grand. I mean, I could do that here. You're going to give us a million a year for no, because yeah. you're never going to do it. Oh, right. But he's it's, given a hundred grand to whoever whoever gets the most picks right through the Sweet oh, 16. Oh, I'm not doing. I'm not doing that. That's that's pretty good. But that's, wouldn't you just yeah, buy an insurance policy for the probability of one person being able to pick everything, and then a, a million dollars a year? Yeah. And so he probably pays, I don't know, he probably it's probably a pretty hefty insurance policy, but still, you know, $10,000 would probably cover that. And he farts that. Easily. Yeah, while he's eating ice cream on a bench in <laughs> Omaha. <laughs> oh, there's 10000 bucks on the ground. Guns N' Roses guitarist Slash is being granted a temporary restraining order against a man he claims tried to gain access to his house. According to multiple sources, the unwelcome man tried to convince Slash's girlfriend that he was a friend so he could get into uh, the house during a Super Bowl party. I would love to be at Slash's Super Bowl party. Me too. What if it's just Slash and just some like stale Tostitos and guacamole? Uh, the same guy reportedly returned two weeks heroin. later and was once again uh, trying to get into a house party by claiming he was a friend. On both occasions, the guy allegedly got pissed off the first time destroying Slash's security camera. Do you know where you are? You're at Slash's house. <laughs> get but, out. But, You're going to die. Little, uh, Paul's, Paul. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why am I drawing a Paul blank? Stanley. Stanley. I was going to say Paul, Paul Simon. Do you know where you are? You're at Slash's house. And you finally, want some fries? Heather Locklear <laughs> has been charged with four counts of misdemeanor battery on an officer stemming from her arrest last month. According to TMZ, the actress dodged a bullet because she will not be charged with felony domestic violence for allegedly hitting her boyfriend, which is why police were called in the first place. The actress was arrested after her brother called 911, saying that Heather and her boyfriend were drunk and brawling. During the arrest, Heather allegedly kicked an officer in the shin and hit two other officers. Police later searched Heather's home for a gun but did not find a weapon. She is now in rehab. Windy and cold snow today, mid-30s for the high. It's 26 at DV. We always talk about how television or streaming video or shows uh, are changing the way we watch, you know, what we would formally just all encompassingly call television. Right. Broadcasting has changed drastically. Like if you're if you watch a Netflix show, do you say it's a TV show? Uh is something on Hulu a television just say show? I watch oh, something I guess, on Netflix. Yeah. Right. Well, the trend towards those sites and away from the cable uh, packages continues. The latest uh, pay TV providers, HBOs and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They lost one point five million. 
subscribers in 2017. That's a lot. That's double what it was the year before. <laughs> wow. Helping counter some of the drops. This is a, a Dade Hayes written article from uh, Deadline. Helping uh, counter some of the drops has been the rise of so-called skinny bundles, internet-delivered services such as Sling and DirecTV. Now subscriptions to the ones that publicly report numbers soared 90% from 2016 to 2017. 1.6 million new subscribers in 2017 compared with 1.1 net additions in 2016. So that's trending upward. There are now 3.4 million internet TV subscribers in the U.S. I don't, uh, I don't know. I have a big uh, cable bundle that I subscribe to, and Me I'm too. wondering why. Yeah, I wish I could get rid of it. I wish that you could... And I'm sure they would find a way to rip you off. Like, there are 30 kids' channels I've never watched. No. Why do I need no. to pay for those? Ever. Well, and you can get a lot of those pay TVs uh, uh, channels through your Apple, Apple TV yeah. or, or Hulu or whatever, Amazon. There, there are different ways to access them than through your cable. So uh, there's an all-out war going on right now. This is why... It was, I think, such a boon to the cable industry when the net neutrality laws were announced they were going to be restricted or retracted because they can then lobby to ha be the site where, you know, if you go on your cable provider and everything runs totally smooth, you're going to prefer to use that as opposed to, say, maybe Netflix. Right, if you're trying to stream something and it's always buffering or you're having a hard time getting on. Yeah, so I don't know what's going to happen here, but I think that uh, it could uh, be bumpy for a while. I don't know, but the price of cable is just robbery. It's so insulting. It is. Well, and they put the your internet in there. I'm hoping it's kind of like long-distance tele telephone calls used to be, where you'd get your bill every month and you'd be like, oh, my God. This is ridiculous. Do you remember doing this at all oh, yeah. when you were in college oh, yeah, and stuff like that? And and then eventually it got to the point where you can just pick up your cell phone and have unlimited calls Long around distance, the country because yeah. that's what it should be. And hopefully cable will settle down into something like that in the near future. Where it's like, well, you have lots of different options, so they're going to have to if they want to stay competitive because they're getting their asses handed to them at the moment. Everybody I talked to says if it wasn't for sports, they would get rid of the whole thing mm -hmm. because they get all the viewing they want out of Netflix or yep. HBO Go or their Apple TV, Hulu, Amazon, whatever. Do you watch local like local channels on Hulu or no, I don't believe so. Yeah, that's no. the only reason that I would keep cable. Yeah, mm -hmm. I was going to say news and sports. Right. That's pretty much it. Well, maybe you could just call Pomp and have him FaceTime you. Yeah. <laughs> you probably would. By the way, that might be where it's going. Maybe you just get FaceTime updates. How you doing? Bob Hoppiani live from the Kitty K Studios. And then, you know, you just sit your there and get your own report. personal. Yeah, I'd pay for that. I think Cropper, like, give me the weather. Like, what if you could get Ashley Badonkadonk? <laughs> what if you could get just a regular cable, like a like, remember those phone cards you used to get for long distance when you would have so many minutes on it? Like, what if you could pay $50 to have. What, however many minutes of TV that you use for your cable. Well, and I know that um, at least Channel 4 and Channel 11 stream their newscasts so you can watch it online. Oh, well. 
That's handy. Yeah, because that's happening a lot too. I've I've seen that too. CNN and a couple different things. Yeah, they do their start live. streaming stuff on their websites. I know. I tried to be have a little more like precise programming paid for, and like I want HBO, but I don't need Showtime. Right. Uh, I want. ESPN, but I don't need... 12 ESPNs. Yeah. And it ended up being, they're like, well, okay, but you could have every channel every channel in the universe uh, for $2 more a month. Right. And that'll include your internet. All you need to do is have a phone call that we can give to telemarketers, have a phone number. And so you're like, okay, and then I never plugged in the phone. Right. That's what we did. Yeah. And I have 8 billion channels, and I don't watch, but, I don't know, 7. Right. So, something's got to give, because I think a lot of people are in the same conundrum with their television viewing habits mm-hmm. and binging the the uh, that weird dopamine thrill that is going from one episode to the next. Well, don't has you really think, taken off? Don't you think though that regular cable has caught up with that a little bit in terms of their on demand? Not like now everything it, news shows are on demand. You can go back and watch any episode you want of any any Hannity or yeah. any Rachel Maddow or whoever you watch. I tried to watch Drunk History last week, and when the commercials came on, I was like, what is this nonsense stopping the show? What are we doing this for? It was kind of driving me crazy. Um, on the way for you. <laughs> <laughs> a hilarious tweet I saw the other day. Someone said they were watching the Betsy DeVos interview on 60 Minutes, and they're like, I thought this was drunk history for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's got your sports coming up here momentarily. Uh, and at the top of the hour, we're going to announce our DVE Comedy Festival lineup. The headliner for this year's DVE Comedy Fest will be calling us. You won't want to miss it. We have put together an all-star lineup. For this year's show. Man, I can't wait to I, announce this. You know, every year I get nervous because I'm like, how are we going to outdo what we did last year? And I'm confident we have uh, held up our end on, on this year. I'm very yep. excited about it. Um, plus, Billy Gardell will be joining us after 9 o'clock this morning right here on DVE. DVE Sports. Mike Pursuta with your sports right now on the DVE Morning Show. Mike, what's going on? It starts tonight in Dayton, Ohio. The first of the NCAA tournament's first four games. 640, the Long Island University Brooklyn Blackbirds against the Radford Highlanders. That's uh, on True TV. couple of 16 seeds. Not sure how many people would tune in during the regular season to see a game between the team from the Northeast Conference against a team from the Big South, but I bet this one does pretty well tonight. <laughs> uh, that'll be followed by St. Bonaventure against UCLA. The, the A-10 against the Pac-12. Who is the big uh, alumni for that? Bob Lanier? Yes. All right. I mentioned last hour, Jay Billis of ESPN.com had uh, Michigan-Virginia, Michigan State, and Villanova in his oh. Final Four. He picked Michigan State to win. Phyllis says he chose Michigan State before the season started, so he's sticking with the Spartans. But I also think he looks bad if he picks Duke. Because he's a Dukey. But it also makes me uh, wonder what people really think when they say something like, well, I picked him at the beginning of the season, so I'm going to stick with him. So that I can say, if they win, I had him all along. Even though right now, I don't believe that to be the truth. Which any other person in any other scenario, changing your mind based on a... You know, a wealth of evidence is what you would want to do. 
Yeah, uh, you would think. Uh, Mike, I haven't watched a ton of games this year, Mike, but with the games that I've seen in Michigan State, they look awesome. They got a shot. There, there's not that team this year. There's not a loaded North Carolina, a loaded UNLV, a defending champ Duke, that kind of thing. Right. Um, that one team that everybody identifies as the team to beat. Mike DeCourcy, the Sporting News, has Arizona, Michigan, Villanova, and Duke in his Final Four. Villanova winning it. CBSSports.com. Uh, you can find a quote-unquote expert that thinks Villanova, Michigan State, Virginia, North Carolina, or Duke is going to win it. Uh, the one thing that's usually consistent about this tournament is that there are upsets in the early rounds, and mm. by the end it sorts itself out, and it's the name-brand teams playing for the title. I mean, somebody even sneaks into the Final Four periodically, but uh, it's not usually LIU Brooklyn against Radford for the national championship. Hockey news last night, and there was a lot of it. The Capitals beat the Jets 3-2 to in overtime, so Washington's back in first place in the Metro with 85 points. The Pens have 84, the Flyers 81, and the Blue Jackets uh, now ahead of the New Jersey Devils. Uh, Columbus has 79 points after its 5-2 win over Montreal last night. Uh, the big news made by Alex Ovechkin, who had two of the Capitals' three goals, Against Winnipeg, 600 for his career. He becomes the 20th player in NHL history to reach that 600-goal milestone. Since entering the NHL in 2005-2006, Ovechkin's 600 goals are more than 195. Are, I should say, are 195 more than his next closest pursuer. That would be Sidney Crosby, who has 405 since entering the NHL in 2005. 2006 and uh, Alex Ovechkin's career average of 0.61 goals per game ranks fifth in NHL history among players with a minimum of 300 games played. Uh, Mike Bossy at 0.76, Mario Lemieux at 0.75, Cy Denny at 0.75, and Pavel Bure at 0.62 are the only players who scored uh, regular season goals more regularly than Alex Ovechkin. Also, Marc-Andre Fleury won his 400th career game as uh, the Golden Knights beat the Flyers 3-2. Fleury is 25-9-3 this season. His goals against average of 2.15 is second overall. His save percentage of .930 is second overall. Those two numbers, by the way, are career best for Marc-Andre Fleury. It's worked out really well for him. He's featured in the new uh, Sports Illustrated, too. Is he? Yeah. Worked out I think the... he might be on the cover. Like I think they have a Golden Knights cover. Really? Yeah. That would amaze me. I think he celebrated his win by going around and feeding a bunch of uh, the homeless last night. Uh, it is what I do. Yeah, I think he's going to... St. Fleury. He's going to cure cancer next week. Uh, <laughs> the Penguins are getting ready... To play the Rangers uh, in New York on Wednesday night. They're coming off a 3-1 win over Dallas on Sunday. Mike Sullivan loved a lot of things about the way his team played against the Stars, including the way the power play went about its business. When our power play is at its best, there's motion and there's movement, you know, both of the puck and people. And and I thought they were, you know, it, it, nothing... It, no one can skate as fast as the puck moves, and, and I thought they were one step ahead of it all night. They, and, and it's hard when they when they play that way, and they move the puck and share the puck the way they do, and just take what take what's given out there. 
um, you know, they're as dynamic a power play as I've ever been around. And, and I thought they had it going pretty good tonight. They were, uh, they were locked in. They were winning puck battles when they had to. But for the most part, the, the, the possession in, in Dallas is a, is a pretty aggressive kill. They're going to put us under pressure, and we knew it going in. So uh, I, I thought they did a great job supporting the puck and just taking what they give them out there. And, and when, when that power play, our power play moves the way it does, um, they're, they're as dynamic a power play as there is. Yeah, Pens were uh, just one for five against Dallas, but their season output of 25.9% leads the National Hockey League. That's just off the Pens franchise record of 26%. A lot of NFL news as everybody braces for free agency, the actual beginning of the period mm-hmm. when you're allowed to sign players. Tomorrow, uh, Case Keenum reportedly is going to sign with Denver. Broncos have the fifth overall pick. Does that take Denver out of the quarterback market? Probably. Probably. Uh, Big trade between the Bills and the Bengals. Buffalo sends the number 21 overall pick and left tackle Cordy Glenn to Cincinnati and receives the number 12 overall pick. Bills are probably uh, in the quarterback market after trading Tyrod Taylor. Lawrence Timmons uh, released. You don't think they want Peterson as their uh, their quarterback starting the season? I don't. Lawrence Timmons are released on Monday by the Miami Dolphins. No, I mean, why not? It got to be better than what we got. Yes, and you could Depth. probably get, you could probably get it for the minimum. So at least you get a two down guy, and now you just got to figure out the sub package stuff. Would take a little pressure off, right? Steelers uh, will. Uh, be forging on without William Gay. He's been told that uh, he's going to be released tomorrow. Gay posting on his Instagram account, quote, one hell of a ride in the city of champions. That guy. Uh, and it was. He it, didn't end well, but it was. On the field, you know, there was, you know, valid criticism. Off the field, there there weren't a whole lot of Steelers who were better guys and that were more involved in more worthy causes. He was a. Uh, uh, you know, he was a champion of, well, mental health, really. Spoke out against domestic abuse. Yeah. Team first guy accepted his role, whatever it was. I always liked William Gay Big a bitch. lot. I remember getting to talk to him in Tampa. Nobody was talking to him. And he was just sitting in the stands on media day. And just went up and I'm like, hey, we're going to talk to him. Um, he, he had that Pac-Man. Um, um. Um, 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 um. Big play Will Gay. He he gets his hands on the ball. He's taking it for six. He made a share of them over the years. Ten of his 11 NFL seasons in Pittsburgh, but time for the Steelers to move on there. I, I, don't, I don't know that anybody would have an issue with not bringing William Gay back. By the way, the uh, picture I was talking about with Flurry on Sports Illustrated, that was tweeted out yesterday, but it was from a story from a month ago, and it was like one of those fold-out pictures. Okay. And it was like them with like yeah. Siegfried and Roy or Elvis's and I, stuff like that. Sports Illustrated putting a hockey guy on the cover would astound me. But... That didn't just win the Stanley Cup? Yeah. Yeah. That's why as soon as you said that, I'm like, yeah, that doesn't sound right. I don't right. think but they that, realize hockey's played until they see somebody <laughs> skate The picture around. they posted was clearly posed, though. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. wait a minute. But it was from a month ago. Yeah. I, he's flourishing out there, and it, it's kind of a structured team, and that helps take some of the pressure off of him and, and allow him to be uh, better numbers-wise than he was here when things got a little loose from time to time. Uh, good for him. 
There's actually some great pictures in there. Tim, uh, I I haven't gotten SI forever. Um, Me neither. But there's, he's the flurry taking a selfie with a bunch of Elvises and stuff like that. Some, you know, <laughs> funny stuff. Orioles beat the Pirates eight to five. Bucks are six ten and two on the spring. They're off today. They'll play the Rays on Wednesday in Bradenton. We're just counting down the days to the opener. The excitement is palpable. Is it, it is not? palpable. You can palp it on the way. At 8 a.m., we're going to be announcing the DVE Comedy Festival lineup. The headliner of this year's DVE Comedy Festival will join us at 8. You will not want to miss this. This show is going to be a blast. Plus, Billy Gardell will be joining us for the 9 a.m. hour here on DVE. It's 27 degrees at DVE. I'm Val Porter. Yes, that closely watched congressional election happening Right now, right here in Pennsylvania, polls are open. Republican candidate Rick Saccone finds himself in a tight race against Democrat Connor Lamb. Saccone made some headline-grabbing some headline-grabbing accusations uh, last night when he was on the campaign trail, and that was in Elizabeth, as you mentioned. They stopped at Sarah's earlier yesterday and then went to a uh, volunteer fire at a com- uh, company in Elizabeth. It's uh, you got a lot of windows going on here. Yeah, I'm ready now. You ready? Okay. And they they have a hatred for our president. I tell you, many of them have a hatred for our country. And I'll tell you some more. My wife and I saw it again today. They have a hatred for God. It's it's amazing. So if you don't support Rick Zacone, you hate God. You hate God. I think he's one (laughs) for three there. I didn't know this. This is going to flip me. (laughs) I I didn't realize I was battling the Lord. (laughs) I think they just hate the president. That is God, though, isn't it? Isn't the president an extension of God? God's orange. He made us in his likeness. Orange with a big comb over. <laughs> so President Trump campaigning for Saccone Saturday night. Donald Trump Jr. doing it yesterday. Trump won this district by a very wide margin. 20 points, I think, in uh, 2016, uh, the presidential election. The 18th congressional district seat is open, as you mentioned, after the resignation of uh, Republican Congressman Tim Murphy. Uh, the As I said, the polls are open now. They'll remain open till 8 p.m. If you are in line at 8 p.m., you will be allowed to vote. The 18th district does cover parts of Allegheny, Washington, Green, and Westmoreland counties, and let's try to get more than 30% to the polls today. I mean, look how... Which is what they're expecting. This is, you know, one of the... This is crazy. Best examples of, like, how gerrymandering is so bizarre. Because this district, there's... It's like... It looks like a strangled stress ball, like... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I don't it's I don't like know how they the, do that. They just draw those lines all really weird. If yeah, you're I not did, sure whether you are in the 18th district... You should run into a voting uh, uh, poll station and yell, Am I supposed to vote here? <laughs> well, Mikey from The Freak Show tweeted out a map and the list of towns, and I retweeted it, so if you want to go on my Twitter account, you can, find, boy, Mikey. You can find the list. Yesterday, Mike, yesterday, I wasn't watching. Like, I came home, I turned the news on for a second, I saw that they were... You know, doing all the all the speaking and making all the stops and the last minute push, and I was like, I can't watch this. But then I I looked on Twitter later and it said, the headline just said, "Watch Don Jr. aggressively eat ice cream while people ask him questions about Stormy." So like he's just trying to be like, oh oh, what, what, what's going on? They're like, uh, what what uh, what about Michael Cohen paying off the porn star? He's like, listen, man, I'm I'm just here to eat uh, cookies and cream and and uh, talk about Rick Saccone and the love of country. You guys hate God. <laughs> Stop asking about the porn stars my dad bangs. God hater. This is delicious. 
A trial for two men accused of shooting and killing five adults and an unborn child in Wilkinsburg is being postponed. Prosecutors say the trial for 29-year-old Sharon Shelton and 27-year-old Robert Thomas was set to get underway on Monday. The two are accused of ambushing the group at a backyard barbecue on March 9th of 2016. Texas Governor Greg Abbott is offering a $15,000 reward following a series of package bombs in Austin. Abbott says law enforcement is doing all it can to find whoever is behind the bombings, which have killed two people and left two others hurt. Three bombs have been reported in Austin over the last 10 days, including two yesterday. Well, I've got the perfect bedtime routine for you. See if you do any of these or are willing even to do any of these. 30 minutes before you go to bed, make a to-do list for the next day. Uh, uh, it's important. It's a really good one. That's do you so do you're that? Not, I try, yeah. You do all the good stuff. So you're not uh, thinking about it when you're laying in bed. 25 minutes before bed, stop using all electronic devices. <laughs> I, I, that's, that's I struggle with that. About 25 seconds for me. I fall asleep with the phone in my yes, hand. Yes, me too. The blue light they give off tricks your body into staying awake, so try to, to do that at least. 20 minutes before bed, you should brush your teeth, take off your makeup. I keep my makeup on. I feel like... <laughs> you never know when you're going to have to you jump never know. I'm about to jump out of bed and... Could be a handsome burglar waiting. 15 <laughs> minutes before bed, you can take a quick shower, but not a hot shower. Ah, oh, cold one. Doesn't that wake you up? Well, they're saying the hot one is bad. Take a nice cold bath. 10 minutes before bed, go pee-pee. A recent Go study. Pee pee. Recent study found forty-two percent of people don't get enough sleep because they have to get up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. Yeah, that happens a lot. And five minutes before bedtime, stop talking. Just get in a silent place, and then go to bed. Just, I like that silent place. That sounds like the, the sunken place. <laughs> Just clang a spoon against a teacup. And fall asleep. Uh, Neil Young is announcing he is set to release the soundtrack to the new film he stars in, Paradox. King Kong. According to a press release issued yesterday, the 21-track collection will be available digitally and as a two-record set March 23rd and on CD April 20th. Vinyl enthusiasts will note that there are three sides of music on the LP with the fourth consisting of etched artwork. Young composed the majority of the songs for the film, which was written and directed by his girlfriend, Daryl Hannah. I would like to see them do Neil Young Skull Island. If he, <laughs> if they just made him like this huge <laughs> ape, like man, but it was Neil Young, being, I think it would be, ah, it would be a lot of fun. He's just smashing people with his guitar, the planes, <laughs> just swiping down with his guitar. Richard Simmons has to cover the attorney fees of media outlets he was suing over articles that claimed he is transgender. A judge in Los Angeles ordered the fitness guru to pay 130 grand to the National Enquirer, Radar Online, and their publisher, American Media. He took them to court last year for alleged defamation after they wrote he had a sex change. He said while he supports people that are transgender, he is not one himself. Those lawsuits were tossed on the premise that being mislabeled as transgender does not harm someone's reputation. I still wonder about that time last year where he just disappeared and then people wrote, were doing a podcast about him. Mm-hmm. Remember, they were like, where yeah. is Richard Simmons? Is he off the grid? Is he, does he have some terminal illness? There is he are suicidal? M- millions of hours of podcasts out there to spend any time listening to a podcast about where Richard Simmons might be really reevaluate what your your entertainment choices are because yeah that seems to be it the should bottom be of the way bucket. down the list <laughs> 
A WWE star is facing DUI charges from a Saturday night accident in North Carolina. Jeff Hardy reportedly crashed his caddy into a guardrail and then it spun into the middle of the road. A TMZ report revealed that he blew a .25 on the breathalyzer, which is more than three times the legal limit. Jeff and his brother Matt make up the Hardy Boys. And former NBA star Dennis Rodman being sentenced to three years probation after being arrested for a DUI in California back in January. The 56-year-old pleaded guilty to two misdemeanor charges, driving under the influence of alcohol and driving with a blood alcohol level above the legal .08 limit. According to the L.A. Times, Rodman must complete a nine-month alcohol program and pay $390 in fines. The five-time NBA champion was arrested January 13th in Newport Beach after being pulled over for a traffic violation. I think Trump has to pardon him. I mean, with with us this close Mm -hmm. to having Kim Jong-un de-nuke, we can't take any chances. No, I agree. Forecast today, windy and cold with snow. Temperatures in the mid-30s. It's 27 at DVE. By the way, in the special election today, there is a libertarian candidate. Oh, that's right. I wanted to mention him and I forgot. What's his name? His name is Drew Miller. Okay. Drew Miller. Now, if uh, you remember, you had a libertarian choice for the presidential election in 2016. Gary Johnson. Good old now, Gary. Now, he fell from grace when he, he didn't know what Aleppo was. <laughs> What is Aleppo? Yeah, and that was pretty funny. He recently did an interview with Nick Gillespie from Reason.com, and uh, here's Gary Johnson explaining what went on with the Aleppo thing, or at least asking for a mulligan because, well, the president gets plenty of them. Obviously, people remember the Aleppo moment. Sure. How do you feel about it? Well, that was it was going yeah. to happen. I would uh, hypothesize that it happened to Trump about 150 mm-hmm. times. Yeah. All right. Well, okay, it happens to me. Well, what do you do when something like that happens? Well, they each had a billion eight. So when it came to Goffs, um, they had the firepower to come back. Now, for- Wait, by the way, can I just ask, you mean gaffs, right? Not coughs. Well, thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, thank, thank you. you. Yeah. When you make a gaff trying to say the word gaff to explain away your gaff, it really <laughs> undercuts your argument. <laughs> Cuts the legs right out just- from under you. Tough to stand on that one. <laughs> Goff. Oh, I've made a lot of goffs. Who That's doesn't? not like him saying "jiff," where now there's some controversy. I don't think it's ever been pronounced that. No. But then again, who am I to judge? I'm the one who thinks it's the 16th chapel. Goffs. When we come back, we'll be joined by the headliner for this year's DVE Comedy Festival, and we're super excited about it. We put together a, an all-star lineup. Uh, for the June 29th show at the Biome Theater. Wait till you hear what we've got planned for you guys. That's coming up next, Stevie. Guns N' Roses guitarist Slash is being granted a temporary restraining order against a man he claims tried to gain access to his house. According to multiple sources, the unwelcome man tried to convince Slash's girlfriend that he was a friend so he could get into uh, the house during a Super Bowl party. I would love to be at Slash's Super Bowl party. Me too. What if it's just Slash and just some like stale Tostitos and guacamole. Uh, the same guy reportedly sad. returned two and weeks heroin. later and was once again uh, trying to get into a house party by claiming he was a friend. On both occasions, the guy allegedly got pissed off the first time destroying Slash's security camera. Do you know where you are? You're at Slash's house. <laughs> get <laughs> out. But You're going to die. Paul, Paul. Uh... Yeah, yeah. Why am I drawing a Paul blank Stanley. Stanley? I was going to say Paul Stanley Simon. Do you know where you are? You're at Slash's house. 
And finally, Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show. It's the DVE Morning Show. And uh, as promised, you know, each and every year we have the big DVE Comedy Festival. And we've been waiting to reveal who the headliner is. And uh, we're going to do that right now. We're very excited. And for the first time since we've been doing the Comedy Fest for how many years have we done it, Bell? Is this the eighth? I think this is the sixth or seventh. Seventh, something like that. For the first time, we're bringing someone back to headline. Ladies and gentlemen, your headliner for the DVE Comedy Festival. So pumped about 2018. This. The one and only, The Machine, Bert, Bert Kreischer. Kreischer. Yes, yeah. all right. Yeah. All right. What's up, man? This means my, this means my career's moving up. Yes. <laughs> for sure. I remember I went second to last the first time I did it. I did it with Brewer. Yeah, and, uh, Brewer was the headliner. That was the funnest, the funnest comedy night I've ever had in my life. <laughs> well, that's that saying a legend- lot, man. A legendary night. I can't. My my agents told me not to take this gig. They were like, they were like, "There's a much bigger play in the market. We can do a theater by ourselves." And I was like, "No, I'm doing this. This is this was so much fun when I did it." And then I found out who else is on the lineup, and I'm like, oh, my God, we're going to have another epic night. Well, so the first time we did it, it was with Jim Brewer as the headliner, uh, and you, Tammy Pescatelli, Greg Warren, and Bill Crawford. Yep, and we were in the van pulling up to the hotel after the show, (laughs) and Brewer's like, I'm just going to go to bed. And I looked at Brewer, and I go, Brewer, just give us one night. And he goes, ah, screw it. All right, let's go. <laughs> we stayed out all night long drinking, and then me, Dave, and Jim got on stage together. Me, No, me, me, Bill, and Jim got on stage together. Yes. And it was mm-hmm. phenomenal. We got hammered. I think we got high. It yeah. was awesome. Yeah. it was. We were up in the green room at the Rex, and Bill was on stage, and uh, I was trying to cajole you guys to get on, and you were like, Let's. We should go up there and just, just judge crash Bill. Crawford set. Yeah, and you put two chairs up there, and you and and Brewer sat on the edge of the stage while Bill was trying to do his act. Yep, that was great. <laughs> and then and then you and Brewer did you know one of the most legendary collaborations ever uh, put on tape there at the Rex Theater. We did a couple. We did the uh, the origin of Goat Boy. Yes. Remember that? Oh yeah. The origin of Goat Boy. I forgot about that. Yeah, and then we told the Tracy Morgan story, and Jim did all the Tracy Morgan voices. That was that was crazy, epic, and that was our first comedy fest. We're like, right, right out oh, of the box. man, how are we going to outdo this? <laughs> right, uh, but so we not to mention, not to mention, I told the machine story at the show. Yes, and and you guys recorded it, and it's got like five, six million views. Yes. That that's like the video recording of you performing the machine that it's got garnered the most views outside of the Rogan one you did. No, outside of the one I posted, one on Facebook that uh, has gotten like forty million views, okay. I think. I mean, what, the Machine movie has to be coming soon, right? Yeah, well, we pitched it. We pitched it to Brett Ratner. He passed. Well, I think gladly now. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I got an idea. The Machine uh, only handsier. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, take your pants off. Let me t- t- pitch it to me that way. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> So this year, we're promising uh, another epic lineup. And uh, joining Bill Crawford and and Burt Kreischer on the stage will be, uh, first off, uh, she has gotten so much attention in the past year for being basically the queen of roasting, Sarah Tiana. Hilarious and big drinker. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, real big drinker. That's just up the ante. So we tried to put a party together with the biggest comics that we could find, mm-hmm. and once we had you locked in as a headliner, we're like, all right, let's build a party for Bert. So we, Sarah, who is brilliantly funny, is going to be on the bill, as is the one and only Brad Williams. Really big drinker for the size of his body. <laughs> <laughs> Right there, right there with those two people. That is a. Those are. I'm being dead serious. When I when I would hit the road, people would say to me, um, "Oh my gosh, we haven't had this much fun since." And there was always like Doug Stanhope. Then all of a sudden, I started hearing Brad Williams' name. I was like, "You serious?" Brad Williams has one of my favorite party stories ever. He goes out all night long in Naples, ends up on an island in the middle of an ocean with a bunch of girls, and ends up partying the whole day there. Didn't know how he got there, and then goes back and does some <laughs> Right there, right there, we have we have four people that love to party and have a great time, and we've got one more. Who is it? One more. It's a guy who's like he's becoming big in movies now. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. he is. He did one of my favorite all time late night comedy stand up sets. Uh, and he's uh, some say alt comic, but I don't know. There's just he's absurdly funny. Rory Scovel. Very into psychedelics. We are going to have (laughs) (laughs) all right. So have the mushrooms ready. Is what you're saying. This is going to be a party. Yeah, he's in that new movie with Amy Schumer is coming out. He's he is one of the comics that like that every comic sticks around in the room to watch him perform. He is phenomenal, and he's doing a huge tour right now. I think at rock venues. And when you said, I remember getting a text from I think. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, I sent yeah, you a text. And, he was, and you were like, "Give me like three names," and Rory was one of the names. I was like, "No questions asked." Rory Scovel. Yeah, yeah, and that's when we were like, "All right, done deal. Let's make it happen." So we have built a lineup around you. We, you're, you're the Derek Jeter, and we put the Yankees <laughs> of comedy behind you. Brad Williams, oh, Rory Scovel, Sarah Tiana. Bill Crawford, this is a night you can't be beat. June 29th at the Bayam Theater, and tickets will go on sale this Thursday. You'll be able to get them. And don't don't sit on these. These tickets are going for sure. So uh, make sure you get them. And Bert, this time you you have uh, you you've taken on the the headliner role. As you said, your agents are like, hey, we can do our own theater. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah. Oh, oh I, I'm I am so certain this will sell out. This will probably sell out first day. They go on sale. So I would get them. Like, I would, I would definitely do a theater if I was coming back to Pittsburgh. The fact that I'm doing a theater with these names, every single one of them would sell out on their own. Yeah. Every single one of them. This is, this is one of the hottest tickets I've ever been a part of. Yeah, I, we're super psyched. Wait, do you see one of the posters we have for you? Oh, my God. We, so, you know, we've You're got some love in-house artists here who do these killer posters. And one of them, I, I just told the guy, I saw him at a... At a at a show one night, and we we're watching this band, and, and he goes, "Oh, who'd you get for the comedy fest?" And I was like, "Oh, we got Burt Kreischer. We got a real freak show. It's going to be a blast." And he's like, "Oh, I'll get to work on a poster." And dude, he made you into a bearded lady with flying dildos all around you. Oh, <laughs> uh, I love it. So that's one of the things we were thinking about. Uh, that might just be one of the you know uh, you know side posters that we uh, use to promote the event because it is hilarious looking. And they go on sale Thursday? Thursday morning, man. We're looking forward to it. This is going to be a blast. Oh, this is going to be so phenomenal. I can't wait. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm looking forward to it. Plus, yeah, you're the new felt Burt Kreischer. You've dropped a bunch of weight. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm super skinny. I'm in great shape. I look like an athlete in the 20s before steroids. 
Are you running a marathon, Bert? Yeah, I'm running a marathon this uh, this Saturday, this Sunday. I'm running the LA Marathon. What? I, yeah, everyone's like, you should train for it, and I was like, I don't think you really need to train for these things. I think you just do it. You just show up and do it. Yeah. Yeah, I ran a half marathon and beat half the field and did no training. Jim <laughs> Jim Florentine ran it and was out drinking until four in the morning and and placed in his age group. No kidding? That's crazy. Well, he also he also cheated, but yeah. Well, how did he cheat? <laughs> what, did, he, did he take Adderall before he did it or something? No, at eight miles, he just uh, jumped off the thing and jumped back into the race at the last mile. <laughs> oh, he did the Rosie <laughs> Ruiz. He had to, yeah, he had to go to the bathroom, so he went to a Sheridan and uh, <laughs> dropped, a, dropped a number and then, and then jumped back into the field and didn't realize that he was already by the end, and he just passed, but he had... Randomly, he had run past all the sensors that count in the race, so he placed. So all of a sudden, he gets done. He did, ran the race in like three hours and ten minutes. And everyone's like, "That's amazing, your age." He's like, "Oh, thanks." And then they're reading off winners, and he's like, "I think they just called my name." He goes up and does a crank right. anchor's voice. He's like, oh, yeah, "Thank you. I'll be at the side splitters two shows tonight. Thanks, everybody." Is Segura roller skating the whole marathon? No, he's a coward. He backed out. He's like, uh, I was really going to do it, but I'm shooting a movie with Marky Mark. So, uh, so I mean, I, 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 we'll, you'd run this one, and then if you want, we'll figure out one where I can do it. I was like, oh. I go, Tommy, he's such an idiot. This, I get really passionate about this. For anyone who doesn't know, Segura, Rogan, and Ari all believe that Tom could beat me in a race, beat me in a marathon on roller skates. I said, Tom, when was the last time you roller skated? He's like, uh, I don't know, when I was like seven. And I go, Okay, so you're telling me you can do something that you haven't done in 34 years. You can do it <laughs> amazingly the first time you do it again. And he's like, it's roller skating. It's super easy. It's all downhill. I go, yeah, when was the last time you got going too fast downhill, Tom? He was like, what do you mean? I go, when was the last time you had to stop on roller skates? He was like, I don't know. I, I, don't, I won't need to. I'll just pick up speed and keep going. He's an idiot. Wait, now, so he would be in the lead until he hit a pebble and then did 19 cartwheels. <laughs> he, he, roller skating is using muscles you've never used. Wait, would like, you be running and he would be roller skating, or you're both roller skating? No, no, I'll run, he'll roller skate, and he thinks he can beat me. He's out of his mind. He's oh. out of his mind. By the way, I bought a pair of roller skates and roller skated a mile just for a lark. Super exhausting, just roller skating a mile. <laughs> <laughs> so you wouldn't let him use roller blades? No, no. And by the way, it doesn't matter. He still wouldn't be able to roller blade fast. He does not roller anything he hasn't rollered anything <laughs> the only rolls he's used to are sushi rolls <laughs> you guys did like the sober how many days sober did you do i did 32 32 and you did hot yoga day. every day right did 15 classes of hot yoga and was sober for 32 days and and but see this is the way joe and tom and ari's brain works they're like they're like uh you're going to have to you should go see a doctor. You're going to have a stroke. You're going to have a stroke. You're going to have a detox. You, you, you can't just stop drinking like that, bro. You're going to die. You're going to die. And I was like, no, I do it all the time. And so I just quit drinking. I just didn't drink. It was uneventful. Like, it wasn't hard at all. For them, they all, each melted down independently on their <laughs> own way. And they were all smoking because, weed, right? They weren't, they weren't no, totally sober. No, they could not smoke weed. And apparently... All of them do that to regulate their moods. And so each of them had a meltdown. Each of them <laughs> spiraled out of control. And I was fine because I just quit drinking. I actually felt great every day. Yeah. I don't smoke weed. So, like, I mean, I, I'll hit it. But, like, I'm not a 
big weed guy. And then I got sick. Uh, I just shot my special like two weeks ago, and I got sick the day after I shot it, and I haven't drank in, since last night, so like 15 days. And I was texting with Joe and Tommy and Ari, and they're like, so how, how much did you drink while you were sick? I was like, I didn't drink. And they're like, shut up. You didn't drink and you weren't on a bet. I was like, yeah, guys, I'm a regular human being. <laughs> But I'll be drinking, and I'll be drinking when we're in Pittsburgh. No doubt right. about it. That's right. June 29th. That is the oh. DVE Comedy Fest. It's Burt Kreischer with Sarah Tiana, Rory Scovel, Brad Williams, and Bill Crawford. Get your tickets so are we Thursday. Are going to be in to do radio one day? Like yeah, I, I mean, hope. I, that's, our, that's our hope, is oh, that morning. That was so much fun. That was so much fun. Yeah, that was... Oh, my God. That morning, we have some clips that are all-time DVE legendary morning show clips. Yeah. Of you, Who's Tammy. Who was the girl with the... Tammy, Tammy. Oh, that's right. Tammy Pescatelli. That was the morning you told the Will Smith story. Um, and Greg Warren's laugh on oh. that cut. <laughs> you have him... I've never heard him laugh that hard. Oh, God. That was such a fun... Uh, yeah, I'll make sure I'm in early so we can come in and do radio. And I'll talk to Tal. I'll make sure... I'll text with Sarah and Brad. Rory might be tough. He's probably some movie or something. Yeah, but. he's like he was in that Will Ferrell movie, The House, with Amy Poehler, and uh, he's doing the 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 new Amy uh, Schumer one, like you said. I mean, he's he, dude's in you know he's a movie star now. Yeah, the new Amy Schumer one where she just thinks she's pretty or something. Yeah, she's like a fat mm -hmm. person who hits her head and then thinks she's gorgeous, even though yeah. she is kind of pretty. Uh, you know. It's not. It's kind of like shallow how, shallow how, like an inverted shallow how. Yeah. Or or every black chick I've ever seen on Maury. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like that yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I they, I think they have the same premise, but with Monique playing it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did we just have someone in here who was like, "Well, my beef with Monique is over." Well, uh, Gary Owens. Oh, Gary Owens. That's that's who it was. Yeah, Gary Owens was in here. How, but how funny is it that Monique, Monique couldn't get a Netflix special, and then they just gave Rachel Dolan's her own? Yeah, Dolan's all. <laughs> that's insult to injury. That's got to make – I don't like – it's got to make Monique crazy. Yeah, mm -hmm. I don't think they gave Rachel Dolezal a stand-up special, but they are going to do they it. They should. They're oh, they should give her a stand-up special. I would watch her speak about being black for one hour. <laughs> she just, she just comes out. I thought all the I thought all the uh, liberals were on her side, being like, yeah, you can choose what color you are. Because you know how that's how crazy yeah. the world is these days? Yeah. And so when I found out that black people didn't like her, you have no idea. I was like, thank you. Everything I ever thought about black people has been right. Thank you so much. You she, are normal people. No, you're she's most you're normal, normal in this people. whole lunacy. She no, she's universally hated. Everyone, yeah, oh. she's she's an absolute moron. Oh, I, I, you know, I really thought like black people were like, yeah, you can claim what race you are. No, like, come on in. No. no, they only let Justin Timberlake do that. But dude, how funny would it be if she came out with a special and she just first came out and she was like, "Y'all think OJ did it?" Yeah, like just yeah. like went deaf comedy jam. Oh, that would be oh. so great. Who remembers government cheese? <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. She's just twerking for laughs. Oh. Oh my Worse. gosh! Yeah, maybe we'll get Rachel. What if we can get Rachel Dolezal on the comedy uh, uh, fest stage with oh my. you guys? I'm fly her out. 
All right, let's look into booking Dude, Rachel could, Dolezal. Or at least to, like, do Bert's podcast or something, you know. Maybe she doesn't do stand-up, but maybe... She comes in and does I mean, his podcast. how much fun could we have just talking to her? Dude, I lost a friend because there was... I lost a group of friends because we're at a dinner party, and this girl uh, comes in, and she's, uh, she's Vietnamese, or kind of, pretty... I mean, like, Vietnamese, I think, <laughs> maybe a little Thai. And we're all sitting there, and she said, yeah, I just found out. She's adopted. She goes, I just found out I'm, like, half black. And I was like, shut up. And she was like, yeah. And I was like, how great is that? She's like, I don't, it doesn't really matter. I go, what do you mean it doesn't matter? I go, you just found out you're black? I wouldn't let it go. The whole party, I'm like, you can say the N-word now. Like, you can, everything's changed. And she was like, it's not that big of a deal. Nothing's changed. I go, everything's changed. This is a game changer. And I would not let it go. And then I kept going to her husband. You've been having sex with a black person. You married a black person. And, and everyone was like, Bert, you're making way too much of this. I go, no, I'm not. I go, if you found, I go, I'm looking around the room, looking at the white people. I go, if you found out you were black just today, you wouldn't be blown away. And they're like, well, that's impossible. I would, I, I would know I was black. And everyone's like, I'm like, yeah, how did you not know you were black? <laughs> Dude, that's I, the ancestry.com commercial I want to see. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you want to hear, want to hear another dinner party I lost friends at? Yeah. So this, this guy, uh, he's a really famous actor. I can't say his name. He's a really famous actor. He starts preaching on a soapbox about race at this big dinner party. Bradley Cooper. And he's like, uh, no, 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 no. I'll tell you what I get. I'll tell you what okay. I get. <laughs> so, um, and by the way, you're going to go, he's not that big. Sex in the City was not that big. Of a <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> so, so we're at a dinner party, and, and he starts preaching about it. And he goes, and, that, and these racists want to say that uh, that black children don't play hockey because equipment costs a lot. That's not true. And I went, actually, that's entirely true that's exactly why they don't play hockey and or and or golf i mean that's stereotypically systematically that's how racism works is that these sports were too expensive for an inner city kid and he goes oh really oh really then let me ask you a question if you know so much about this he goes uh tell me how these black kids afford to play basketball in these 300 dollars pairs of jordans and i go oh my god at the dinner party, I go, you don't know any black people. He's like, what? <laughs> I go, you've never met a black person. You don't have any black friends, obviously. And he goes, why do you say that? And I said, black guys don't play basketball in $300 Jordans. They wear Jordans to the club. Yeah. They play basketball in basketball shoes. <laughs> I go, you would never wear Jordans to play basketball. <laughs> right. And as I say that, his adopted son walks in, who is black and wearing messed up Jordans. Oh. And I'm like, Oh my God! You're ruining your black kid. Like <laughs> you're raising him like a rich white guy. You men let him play basketball in the, the three by one Jordan. Are you out of your mind? You're ruining your black kid. <laughs> and, and then and then and this this guy Dave, who's from Alabama, starts laughing hysterically, and he's like, "You didn't know his son was black." <laughs> oh, so not oh invited back to that yeah. dinner party anymore. I've never been invited to that house ever again. <laughs> <laughs> well, but making friends uh, in Pittsburgh uh, uh, on uh, June 29th, no doubt. Sarah Tiana, Rory Scoville, Brad Williams, Bill Crawford, and your headliner, ladies and gentlemen, The Machine, Burt Kreischer. Tickets go on sale Thursday, and uh, this is going to be awesome, man. Really looking forward to it. And, uh, Burt, so glad you were able to make it this year, man. I can't, I can't, I can't tell you how... 
how much it means that you bring me into headline. I really do feel like I've moved <laughs> forward in my career. I'm being dead serious. <laughs> oh, we were th- we thought the same thing was going to happen that you said that your your management was going to be like, oh, you don't need to do that now. Just right. do your own theater. And we're like, oh, well, hopefully he'll want to, you know, just for the fun of it, be a part of the bigger show, like you know, bigger lineup, anyways. And, uh, you know, skip out on a bigger payday. Because that's what you're doing for us. You're skipping out on a bigger payday. And we appreciate it, man. Dude, I'm telling you when I said, like, they were like, you, the, you have, do you know these guys? And I was like, very well. I was like, <laughs> I go, trust me. The only reason I've ever sold tickets in Pittsburgh in my life is because of these two guys. Like, definitely I'm doing this gig. I'm definitely doing this gig. And they were like, uh, okay. Well. We're we're psyched to have Get you. Get your Jordans ready. Yeah, that's June right. 29th. <laughs> you never do comedy in the Jordans. You only wear them to the club. Oh, I did my special in Jordans. Nice ones too. Did you really? <laughs> do you go old school? Did you go by the old? Place. Did you buy the vintage ones I, at all? I see you as like a, a a Jordan one guy. Oh, I've got I've got uh, probably eight pairs of Jordans. I think I'm going through a midlife crisis. Yeah. I almost start. Mm-hmm. Bill started giving me because I told him I wanted to get uh, the original ones, and he started giving me links to the eBay ones. And he's like, "Dude, here you go." But you're, uh, you know, just a warning: you're going to go down a rabbit hole because, uh, yeah, hardcore. I I have a shoe guy now uh, who mm-hmm. flies out Jordans once uh, once every two weeks. Come on, it's crazy how much like those sneakerheads are online. They have their own bots. They have this autofill, and as soon as they get released. They all get bought up in an instant, and then the secondary market, the spike of the shoe goes up crazy. Can you get any for Brad Williams for the show? <laughs> uh, yeah. I get, yeah. What size is he? That's a really interesting question. What size foot does he have? I don't know. An, an infant three? Yeah, I got some. My daughters have uh, <laughs> have uh, those um, American Girl dolls. I'll grab some of those. <laughs> <laughs> Bert Kreischer, looking forward to seeing you, man. Thanks. I love you guys. I'll see you. Love you back, brother. Thanks. Friends. DVE Sports. Mike Pursuta with your sports right now on the DVE Morning Show. Mike, what's going on? The tournament begins tonight in Dayton, Ohio. LIU Brooklyn against Radford. Bill, the winner of that one gets Villanova, the number one seed in the East. Congratulations. Yeah. You're going home. That's a 640 tip tonight in Dayton, Ohio. At 910, it's St. Bonaventure against UCLA. Now, this one is a couple of 11 seeds, and the winner of that gets six-seed Florida, which I think is beatable. So uh, maybe not just a throwaway there. Two more of those first four games tomorrow, and then things really crank up on Thursday. Thursday and Friday, the two of the best sporting days of the year. I guess everybody's down with that. Just games all day long, wall-to-wall, starting at noon. Everywhere you go, you hear whistles and horns and squeaking sneakers and Everybody's checking out what's going on. People ask either who's winning or who's playing. That's how you can tell who really cares. <laughs> oh, what game is that? Shut up! I got money on this! <laughs> right. Speaking of which, ESPN.com has uh, put together uh, an interesting summation uh, of some of the gambling elements involved with the NCAA tournament. I hear people do actually better. Some on people this. wager, Mike. Um, Virginia began the season at 100 to 1. To win the national championship. Virginia is now one of the favorites. The Westgate Sportsbook in Vegas took five bets on Virginia at 100, 100 to 1 to win the national championship. Virginia is also wow. uh, the team with the best record against the spread of any 
in the field, 21-8-1. Most bets to win the title at Caesars Palace, uh, number one, Michigan State, number two, Kansas, number three, Villanova, number four, Duke, and number five, Kentucky. Most money wagered to win the NCAA tournament at Caesars Palace, number one, Duke, number two, Michigan State, number three, Villanova, number four, Kansas, and number five, Arizona. That's because the Dukies make more than we do, Randall. It, they do. They've, uh, they've got the the juice. They got the they got the nice uh, uh, packet benefits. Everything. It's good to beat Duke. Uh, there was a prop bet at, uh, or there is a prop bet, I should say, at the MGM in Vegas. Will any number one seed be behind or tied with a number sixteen seed at halftime? Yes is plus four hundred, meaning if you bet a hundred, you win four. No is minus six hundred, and uh, the money is leaning toward yes. No number 16 has ever beaten a number one, but it's going to happen someday. It's coming. Got to beat them. You just got to be up at the half. <laughs> well, for for that purpose, yeah. NHL, uh, the uh, Vegas Golden Knights beat the Flyers 3-2 to two last night. And the Capitals beat the Jets 3-2 to two in overtime. Also, Columbus 5, Montreal 2. So here's how they now line up in the Metropolitan Division. Caps with 85 points, the Pens with 84, the Flyers with 81, and the Jackets with 79, one better than New Jersey's 78. Highlights of the Washington game, Alex Ovechkin scored uh, his 41st and 42nd goals of the season. He now has 600 for his career. He does it in his 990th game. Only Wayne Gretzky with 718 games, uh, Mario Lemieux with 719, and Brett Hall with 900 required fewer games than Ovechkin to reach that 600 plateau. Uh, NHL.com reports that uh, at his career average of 0.60 goals per game in nine of his 13 seasons, Ovechkin at that rate would need 490 games. That's just under six full years to catch Wayne Gretzky's NHL record of 894 goals. Can Ovi play like he's playing for six more seasons? He's 32. What would lead you to believe he can't? You know, right now, nothing, but I've always looked at that Gretzky record for some reason as unreachable. Apparently, it's it's not. Modern science, Mike. We've built a better Russian. Yeah. He's, his, his career average is zero, Ovechkin, 0.61 goals. Per game, and he's hit that 0.60 mark in nine of 13 years. If he does it for six more, he's going to catch Gretzky. I think, I mean, I would think, I kind of always defer to the idea that uh, guys like Ichiro uh, were the best kind of baseball player, and as evidenced by what he's going to sign again at the age of like 42 or whatever the hell it is, uh, that the lithe, flexible guys, you know, who are in great shape, and, you know, that, that's really what you want. Uh, Ovi's he's a big dude. Power forward, yeah. He's a big dude. So longevity usually doesn't follow that sort of uh, physical makeup. He has calmed down a lot in terms of he used to run around like a maniac and, you know. Just run people. Search and destroy missions to <laughs> yeah. run people and mess with them. He doesn't do that as much as he used to. They still run that same power play, which, you know, he sets up into the left circle and blasts a one-timer and. Yeah, I mean, he could For probably... For years and years and years and years, the league has not seemed to catch up to it, in part because they always have components around him that can hurt you. Yeah. 
What if in the next six years somebody starts putting a man on him over by that blue dot? Then the other guys are going to score a lot. But they haven't done it yet. He will always figure out a way, I think, to, to score goals. That's just who he is. And that shot is nobody's trying to get in front of that shot. The other big number posted last night was by Mark andre Fleury, who won his 400th career game. Fleury is 13th on the NHL's all-time win list. He is nowhere near done either. Uh, next up for Fleury as he climbs the ladder, uh, Chris Osgood with 401 wins, Grant Fuhr with 403 and Glenn Hall with 407. Marc-Andre Fleury is going to be in the top 10 all-time by season's end. Pretty amazing stuff. Maybe we should start calling it the Flurry store. You can't just go down to the Flurry store instead of the Lundquist store. They're, they're competitors, right? Except Flurry probably has a store. I have knickknacks. He sells little bunny rabbits and flowers. Probably. And- yeah. <laughs> Birds, Whatever, man. birds chirp around it, and it's there's really no. You don't have to pay. It's just a suggested donation. The if you could always... take a flurry pill and be as happy as that guy is, I would snort it. Line, line <laughs> me up. The sun always shines at the flurry store. Hey, uh, it's coming up tomorrow night. The great sports debate, seven thirty at Tequila Cowboy on the North Shore doors. Open at six. You got to be twenty one to walk through them. Bud Light's your sponsor. I'm there. Madden's there. Saverin's there. Crowley, Benz, Bob McLaughlin is your host, as always. Sean Collier, the warm-up comedian. VIP tickets are available for $20. That gets you free food and a couple of complimentary Bud Lights. Randy, what's the only thing better than two Bud Lights? Three. Or two complimentary Bud Lights. Oh, okay. <laughs> In this case, it would be Free Light. It's a good brand. Uh, whether or not you're going VIP, we encourage you to register to secure your spot. You can do that at dve.com. The clock is ticking. Don't miss out on the 2018 great sports debate. William Gay was going to go, but he doesn't have to worry about it now, so he's going to not go. Thanks, Mike. Somebody put on uh, the internet or on Twitter yesterday the over-under on Todd Haley jokes at 52. Uh, joke might be on us. Todd Haley's got a lot of weapons up in Cleveland this year. He does, but he still had that embarrassing incident at Tequila Cowboy. He did break his hip on a mechanical bull. Yeah, that happened. We're going to start by all lying down outside on the concrete. And... Call me crazy, but I think with Tyrod Taylor, he's going to call the QB sneak a couple times this year. Maybe. Once or twice. Val, what's going on? Well, Tomb Raider is coming to theaters on Thursday. The fate of humanity rests in her hands. Lucky for us, Lara Croft is a fighter. If she can solve the mystery and survive the death-defying journey, she will become a legend. Tomb Raider. See it in theaters Thursday. Good deal. Billy Garnell joining us at 9 a.m. It's on the way for you here on the DVE Morning Show. It's Randy Bauman in the DVE Morning Show. Uh, there's a big, uh, big political news, not the race, but uh, the president just fired the secretary of state and the turnover continues. Now, uh, jumping to uh, head of the CIA is uh, Pompeo. Ellen Pompeo, Mike Pompeo. No, Pompeo will be. S- He'll secretary be secretary of state. state. Yeah. Now, who's no, I think Gina Ellen Haspel. Pompeo is um, Gray's Anatomy, right? Who's going to be in Gray's Anatomy then? Rex Tillerson? Yes. Maybe. That would be free. So now, he who's He's the head of the mix, CIA? Mixed who's the head of the CIA? Gina Haspel. She's the deputy director. 
Eddie's Jeez. mom? Uh, I think so. <laughs> but it's Haspel, not Haskell. Why don't they put Eric Trump in charge of something? He'd sure. be good in charge of the CIA. Don't you think? Yeah. Well, I think he's the ambassador to Sarah's <laughs> chocolate. That's 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 yeah, that's DJT. Oh, that's Don Jr. Yeah, that's Don Jr. Don he's Jr. Already, he's already got that post. He loves that um God hates liberals ice cream. How sick and tired is everybody of the political ad onslaught that we've all been subject to uh, over the last few months here? The entire world is looking down on a little district here in and around Pittsburgh, in the South Hills and uh, beyond. And yesterday, a friend of mine got this on his phone, sent it to me. Uh, Even the people stumping for the candidates have just, they've had enough. They're done. Listen to the tone in this lady's voice as she leaves a, a call in support of one of the candidates. Hello, I'm calling from the <laughs> Congressional Leadership Fund about tomorrow's special election for Congress. Nancy Pelosi, yes, Mayor Connor Lamb supports higher taxes, a weaker military security city of the Obama care expansion <laughs> and he wants to take your guns uh connor lamb doesn't want what you want he just wants to say yes to nancy pelosi's radical agenda yeah. america cannot afford connor lamb or nancy pelosi tomorrow march yeah. 13th stand up to nancy pelosi and vote for rick saccone for congress uh. paid for by the congressional <laughs> leadership fund not authorized uh. by any candidate or candidates committee www congressional leadership Fun.org, 888-910-9. Yeah, whatever. I mean, she starts it off. It sucks. Yeah, you can't gasp into the phone. So, tomorrow, taking your guns out there and vote. I thought she was campaigning for Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi... At the very beginning of the her, call, she's like, Nancy Pelosi. She sucks. And Connor Lamb agenda. sucks because he likes her. <laughs> I love how Connor so. Lamb's like, actually, I am completely anti-Nancy Pelosi. And they just keep going, you're for Nancy nope. Pelosi. You and love he's her. like, no, I'm actually against her. No, you want to have like 10,000 of her you babies. You love her and you want to have her babies and abort all of them. You no, wanna, I you don't. Wanna, nope, no, you want open mouth not, kiss her. You do. That's and take everyone's what guns. want to do. Let's go have some ice cream at Sarah's. <sighs> the, uh, the website... Is um, <laughs> God, what is it? It's I don't know www.something.com.org/net. Make sure when you go to vote today that you tell the people around you when you're waiting in line who you're voting for and why, and do it really loud. Stomp your feet in the ground and chant your candidate's name over and over again. <laughs> That's a way to endear and influence voters who may be on the fence right up until the last second before the old lever pull, or you- don't know they're supposed to be voting today. Well, there's that. Well, apparently one of the the place where Connor Lamb voted this morning some church that they were getting calls at the polling place because there was no parking places because the media took all the parking places well that's no so, good no wonder the turnout's so low it ain't just channel 11 you know what i mean it's like cnn fox news NBC, msnbc blah 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 wait why is he voting at a church i thought he hated god he does but okay. he was going there to just you know that's the ultimate sign of it. disrespect oh yeah, it's like when Pacino goes into the church in Devil's Advocate. Right. Just to kind of tease God. Right. Look at me. It was like a wrestling move. I'm going to put my finger in the holy water. 
Yeah. I got that. You know, they keep saying he wants to take your guns. And Connor Lamb is like big time pro gun. There's, for, for a there's, Democrat. There's a, I saw a TV ad where he's shooting a machine gun. Dude, they sent out a mailer, like, <laughs> and it's like, it looks like Connor Lamb is going into Terminator 4. <laughs> he's a Marine. Is there already four Terminators? I don't know. I have to update my reference. Yeah, there probably place. is. But still, yeah, yeah he was a Marine. Is. Dude loves guns. But nobody, you know, they just like, you love Pelosi, you hate guns. He's like, I hate Pelosi, I love guns. No, you don't. You hate God. No ice cream for you. No, Saris. <laughs> Even if he had a picture of him with an AR-15 shooting a target that had Nancy Pelosi on it, they'd be like, still, nope, loves guns. Look, he wants to take away your Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> Wait, that's a good thing. That girl's frustration is just hilarious. Hello, I'm calling. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad. They were like, Tanya, make these calls. That was like her 35th call. Oh, my God. What do you think she was calling about before that? You know, she. That, this is like part Hello. of her day. And she didn't She's appear. She's like taking to, appointments at a haircut place or something. She didn't appear to really know what she was talking about at all. Hello, Supercuts. Oh, uh, take your gun this place. Tomorrow we're gonna Hello, have... I'm calling from the Congressional Leadership Fund about tomorrow's special election for Congress. Nancy Pelosi, yes, Mayor Connor Lamb supports higher taxes, a weaker military, security, cities, Obamacare expansion. <laughs> and he wants to she take read something your guns. Wrong. Yeah. She said security cities. I think she meant sanctuary cities. <laughs> That's what she said. I didn't even hear that. <laughs> oh, that is hilarious. I picked up on it because, you know, I can't read. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so I spotted that first. Oh, so good. Billy Gardell is going to be joining us here momentarily as the world spirals out of control. And Val will have news for us. What's going on? Well, how old is your underwear? We're going to talk about the health of your drawers. Uh, this is a good day for me. Brand and, new. We're going, I, I got fresh... Fresh. You're in good shape. I have new troops. Fresh batch. Yeah. Connor Lamb hates new underwear, by the way. <laughs> hates it. Hates it. He wants to make you wear your old underwear. Mm-hmm. And have... Other people pay crotch. for it. He wants, to, he wants to take your new underwear. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Gardell next. DVE. Center 11. It's 29 degrees at DVE. The news is brought to us by Sport Clips. I'm Val Porter. The Washington Post and uh, pretty much every other media outlet at this point is reporting Rex Tillerson is out as Secretary of State. President Trump tweeted this morning that CIA Director Mike Pompeo will be the new Secretary of State. And Gina Haspel, who is Deputy uh, CIA Director, will now be the Director, the first woman appointed to that position. They'll have to go through the... My my mind just went blank. Not the approval process. The, what the is nomination that? process. They sit down in front of the lawmaker. What is the word I'm thinking of? Confirmation hearings. That's yes. it. You're looking at me like I'm an idiot. I'm not. Yes, I couldn't think of the word either. Uh, the Post is also reporting. I liked how you were. That was like going around. That about was like when, for you were like when they sit down in you front were of like, all those people. You were like fending off a sneeze. You're like ah. ah. <laughs> It was right on the tip of your tongue. Confirmation hearing. You Billy, guys uh, should never play that game, Pyramid. I got a confirmation. Billy Gardell is on the phone. Oh, right good. Now. Billy, what's up? Kaj. Kaj. All right, Rex Billy? Tillerson just got fired, Bill. 
Yeah, I saw that. I just read it. <laughs> uh, the Post also reporting that the president asked Tillerson for his resignation last Friday. All right, so he asked him for his resignation on Friday, and then like a day later, when he knew he was fired, he trashed Putin and said that there's no doubt there's going to be a response to Putin killing that spy in London. Uh, that's a that's curious timing, no? Wait, who, who said that? Tillerson? Tillerson. So as the he was still seen as the Secretary of State for the United right. States, and he makes the comment, "Yeah, Putin's going to answer for this." And yeah. but he was like, you know, he was already on his way out the door. He was a lame duck. Tell her he was a lame. No, what he lame said Rex. was, "There's going to be a response," and the response was, "He got fired." Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Right. Stop That's criticizing exactly right. Putin. That's right. That's exactly right, Billy. The porn yep. star who reportedly had an affair with President Trump is giving Trump's lawyer a deadline. Stormy Daniels yeah. wants a response from Trump attorney Michael Cohen by noon today about her offer to give the money back. Cohen gave the porn star, whose real name is Stephanie Clifford, 130 grand shortly before the 2016 election, allegedly to keep quiet about her relationship with Trump back in 2006. She said yesterday she'll give back the money in return for assurances that Trump's team won't try to stop an interview she did with Anderson Cooper, uh, airing on 60 Minutes on CBS. And uh, this just in this morning as well, Texas officials reportedly investigating a Dallas area notary for her role in that confidentiality agreement. The Dallas Morning News says the notary failed to sign and date the agreement (laughs) when Daniels signed it in 2016. These guys can't do anything right. (laughs) Anything. It's just it's only the best people. What, what's, what's just the, just the best people. You'd screw up a one-car funeral, yeah. is that they say? <laughs> uh, the notary also failed to provide a certificate saying whose signature she was witnessing. Not only has Stormy Daniels offered to return the money, but her attorneys have been attempting to show that this agreement is invalid so she can go ahead and spill the beans. Her lawyer's smart. I've been watching him. He's a good lawyer. I think Cohen's definitely going to hit her up because he took out a home equity loan, and they they don't always have the best interest rates on those. <laughs> you know, the, you know the the point of denial you have to be in must be shattering, like borderline delusional, like medic need medical you need medical assistance, or you need a guy with a lab coat following you around with a clipboard if you believe that a lawyer took out a home equity loan. Without without Trump knowing about it, just because he's his buddy. You ever had lunch with a lawyer? Yes. Yeah, they they run to the bathroom when it's check time. <laughs> right. You think this guy went to his bank and said, "You know, I just feel so bad about my friend. Can can I get one hundred and thirty grand on my home, please?" Well, now people are you know the evangelicals that love him are now saying, "Well, who cares if he had an affair? That is not illegal." But paying off somebody and uh, avoiding uh, having to discuss this by using campaign funds in the middle, even if you use the it's home the equity, campaign it's, funds. Yeah, it's it violates the uh, federal election. Uh, but it wasn't his campaign campaigns. funds. He was like, "Look, uh, we got to figure out some way. Do you have any? Uh, how much do you have in savings?" He's like, "I can't cover it in savings." Well, can you cash out your four hundred one k? Well, you, you know, when you do that, they they don't give you the whole amount, and then you got to pay it back <laughs> at six percent. All right. Well, can you take a home equity out? Well, I really wanted to get a new deck next year, but there's <laughs> oh, probably you're going to get decked, my friend. You're going to get decked. <laughs>
Many of us might still feel tired today after springing forward this weekend. It usually doesn't affect me, but I don't know why for some reason I've been dragging ass the last two days. Really? Yeah. Yeah, uh, it, hit, it got me by surprise this week too, Val. And then uh, Patty and I are going to have our annual war. I got a, my little office, the room in my house that I'm allowed to put my stuff in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got like a big train clock up above my window. It's giant, but you got to climb up on a ladder, take it off the wall and reset it and then put it back on and then down the ladder I go. Last time we 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 fell back, I didn't change it again until it was eventually right 6 months later. <laughs> so now that argument has begun again in my home. <laughs> you got to get a handyman in there, Bill. Just pay somebody. I don't. I don't want to have anybody by the house. <laughs> <laughs> well, a new survey shows that sleep deprivation is a problem all year long. The Harris Poll found sixty-one percent of adults worldwide have some type of medical issue that affects their sleep. Fifty-eight percent said worrying keeps them awake, and a quarter admit to being distracted by technology. And these sleepless nights might be taking a toll. 40% of respondents say they feel feel irritable or have a, have trouble concentrating during the day. While young adults are the least likely to have a set bedtime, they tend to get more sleep than any other age group. Because they sleep till noon. I got screwed on Saturday night. Yeah, I did too. Because I, I was at an event, so I was out late. Me too. And then I lost an hour of sleep, and then I moved all that. I was logging on Sunday. So you I were logging? I remember logging? I told you that I was hauling those oh, trees you, and oh getting in the poison ivy. Oh, so you so had the Walter White tired. hazmat suit on. Yeah. Wait a minute. You were logging? What well, do you mean you were logging? Not really. I mean, some guys cut trees down, so I was hauling it out of the bushes and stacking it. Just pictured Val out on the lawn making one of those logs spin with her rubber boots on. Yeah. <laughs> Wearing those spike boots. <laughs> she, made, she made a huge raft like Huck Finn, some twine she found in the garage. But no, no poison ivy breakout so far. Two days no, you're in. doing good. You're fine. No, poison ivy is poison ivy is the jellyfish of the East Coast. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, you're supposed to pee on your poison ivy rashes. And get rid of them. Um, I don't want anybody to do that. No, especially because it's <laughs> on my your nose, lip. <laughs> because my nose is itchy. <laughs> do you think you got you got I'm smacked over- in the face? Is that what it was? Well, a, a branch hit you. Yeah. Yeah, but if it's a branch, that's not going to be poison but ivy. It has, it has the poison ivy juice on it that might get on me. What was the juice is doing on there? Ain't no juices up there. It's on a branch. The juice is loose. So I'm I'm okay so far. Um, You've heard it for years. Opposites attract. Well, turns out that is not true. According to psychologist Matthew D. Johnson, opposites don't attract. In fact, he says people are actually attracted to people who are kind of just like them. Well, you tell Matthew T. Johnson that he's a jag off. (laughs) Because let me tell you, I've been married 18 years. We've agreed on nothing. <laughs> Not one thing. Seems a number of My studies. My wife's automatic response is, no, it isn't. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh-uh. Seems a number of studies have been done since the 50s regarding what leads to attraction. And Johnson says in those studies, they found irrefutable association between being similar to and being interested in the other person. In other words, there is clear and convincing evidence that it's the old birds of a feather flock together kind of thing. It's not true. It is not true, Bill, and I'm here to confirm that as well. Right, right. 
Yeah, you 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 got like four big ones you believe on believe in together. You know how you you know how you how you love each other, how you love the kids. You know where you're going to shop for groceries, and that's it. <laughs> that's shared interests it. are big though. That's you got to have a lot it. of shared interests. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean you have to be the same person, but you got to have a we lot of shared interests. We don't have shared interests. Interest. Me and Patty don't even have the same kind of music. That's the thing I was I was going to say is music, movies, television, arts, food. That stuff's important. Nah, we're lucky. We get a show once in a while. We get a show, but you know, she, she likes, always wants. She likes country music, right? No, not too much anymore. She, she it went it went too uh, goofy for her. So now it's uh, she likes like uh, you know Adele and and Tori Amos and you know w- women that are disappointed in men. That's who she likes. <laughs> she likes that's, to be that's sad. Her category like if it was a jukebox, it would say this will make you feel better about your stupid husband. <laughs> Yeah, I agree, Bill. You, you know, for any uh, any thriving relationship, there has to be bipartisanship. I don't know what happens, but at the beginning of the relationship, everything you do is cool for about two years. About two years, everything you do is cool. And then I literally, to get her to believe me, I have to have charts, video. I got to have bagged evidence. I got to have two witnesses, by the way, which none of my weak spineless friends will get on the stand and, and back me up when they're around her. It's like trying to get somebody to testify for a mafia, Don. They just look at me and they're like, yeah, Bill, I can't. I really don't want to get involved in that. <laughs> like, I just need to be right once, please. So how old is the oldest pair of underwear that you have? Mm, six months. Wow. Over a decade. Randy? You got brand new skivvies. I, I just got brand new ones. I'm pretty psyched about. But I, I, uh, all I th- you were, like the whole total cleanup. No, I, I, I didn't. I didn't replace all of them. I just there were some that needed a, to be a new influx. sent down to the miners. I just had to take them out of rotation. Sent down or retired. Some of them need to be sent down to the incinerator. Well, there's that is the weirdest thing is because like, what do you do with old underwear? It's not like you, you, you throw, them, throw them out. Yeah, you throw them out. I know, but then you have to be careful when you throw it out. You can't throw it out in a garbage can where anybody else is going to see it. Well, I'm if you like throw, no, I know because if somebody looks in a garbage can and sees your underwear, <laughs> they don't think you're just replacing underwear. They're like, they oh, you, you crapped your pants. Right. Yeah, you had a you, had a, you roker. Yeah. <laughs> well, a new study says you should throw away your underwear every year or it becomes a health risk. To who? What? Even though you're washing them after you wear them, old underwear can still develop a buildup of bacteria like E. coli. you got to wash it I on I bleach them. Water. Don't you bleach underwear and socks? You know, when you, when you, you put you a little bleach that, in, no? Are all your Bob, underwear white? Yeah. No, you don't have to bleach them so that they turn color. You just put a little, you know, the bleach alternative in them. Val, when you said that, I'm literally surprised we didn't hear footsteps and a door slam and Randy's car start. Well, the uh... you know, I just got this picture like all your all your underwear are tidy whities. Yeah. <laughs> you guys don't all wear tidy whities. A bottle of Clorox in there. Everybody doesn't use tidy whities. <laughs> no, dude, all like gym clothes, stuff like that. I, I'd like high I'll, heat. I. Yeah, I do high heat. I can't use real bleach at my house because I have a septic tank. Oh. I, can... I think this study was put together by Big Underwear. Yeah. <laughs> it can lead Big to undies? infection in your downstairs. Um, shockingly, not everyone is washing them regularly. The study found 18% of men and 10% of women wear underwear multiple times without washing them. That's nasty. Yeah. 
And another uh, note on this, researchers say you probably should not wear underwear when you're sleeping. Yeah, everyone says that. I don't get Let that. Let your stuff bear out. And I don't mean your underwear. Well, I live in California, man. The earth shakes once in a while. <laughs> yeah, you got to have your bug out there. I got time to get up and, and re, re-outfit myself. <laughs> you like, know? Where are my underwear? Yeah. <laughs> I just picture Bill going to, to bed in <laughs> tactical gear. Yeah, dude, I shoot up. I got boots on. I can't get up in the middle of the night and have them rolling around like oranges in a bucket. You know what I mean? You gotta, you gotta get down those steps. Oh, uh, bad day for this guy. A 45-year-old man in Malaysia got a ring stuck on his junk. Um, what? <laughs> Instead, though, of going for help, he tried to pry the ring off himself oh. using a pair of scissors. No! <laughs> it didn't, what you might think was going to happen didn't happen. He got the scissors stuck, too. So he oh, must have tried to uh, use it for yeah. leverage like yeah. a can opener. Or you know, when he put those scissors in there, he made that noise like when Jerry catches Tom's tail in a mouse chop. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's when he finally went to the hospital. Surgeons were able to get the ring and the scissors off using a saw. Do you know that? I wonder, I always wondered, oh. like, for stuff like that, is there, like, a, um, is there, like, a, a class that the doctor has to go to for <laughs> when you work the emergency room to keep a straight face during that? Because <laughs> if my dad would be the doctor in the emergency room, he'd go, oh, yeah, I'm going to take it off. But let me tell you, I'm I'm keeping this curtain open so everybody sees what you did, and I don't want to see you in here again. <laughs> yeah, you you feel like it would be like the something about Mary's scene where he's like, "Hold on, you got to come see this." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at you what this jag off what did. This guy did. Look what he did. <laughs> How'd you get the beans above the Frank? and randy it's funny you brought up bachman turner overdrive yesterday because bassist singer songwriter fred turner is retiring from touring it's always funny to use bachman turner overdrive as a a reference got a guitarist and singer randy bachman announced the news on social media yesterday saying that after 50 years of being on the road turner has decided to stop rolling down the highway but uh, bachman says he's going to keep going for as long as he can he just took care of too much business. Right. BTO <laughs> Such a great, great couple of great jams from Bachman Turner. That's one of my brother's favorite bands. Yeah. Dude, I worshipped BTO as a kid. I had like yeah. a summer where I listened to BTO nonstop. I thought Blue Collar was like. Oh, I'm it's like, a good tune. Dude, I'm into jazz now. BTO formed in Canada in 1973 with an original lineup that included Randy's brothers Tim Bachman on guitar and vocals and Robbie on drums. The band was inducted into the Canadian Music Hall of Fame in 2014. Great band. <laughs> I don't know, man. It, it is so good. Like so, Taking care of business is great. I mean, Hey You is just a killer oh, jam. Oh, I love man. that song. The flange? Yeah. Yeah. Make it happen. You can get down the road to that, man. Oh, yeah, dude. This is when you just want to, you know, shocks are bad on the car. You're kind of bouncing (laughs) a little bit. On your way to the emergency room with a ring stuck on your penis. (laughs) Hey, you. Oh. (laughs) All right. It's uh, all right. Oh, it's a great tune. That's a good jam right there. That might be in the rotation out on the 101 today. That was yeah. that's a good pick right there. Throw in a little uh, BTO. Isn't it basically the Guess Who without Burton Cummings? <laughs> Pretty much.
I don't know. Were all those other guys in Turner Overdrive? I don't know. They were the first band, weren't they? No, they weren't. Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Trying to figure the first band that was just like, we can't come up with a name. Screw it. (laughs) And Alice Cooper going back on the road this summer for a North American tour. He'll kick off the 23 performance road trip with an August 3rd show at the Wisconsin State Fair. And he'll end it September 7th at the York Fair in uh, eastern Pennsylvania. Get more details on dates and tickets at his official website. He's not going to do a show here, but he will be in town for Steel City Con, which I was kind of surprised about. Yeah. That's going to be April 13th through the 15th at the Monroeville Convention They get Center. some big names out there. Yeah. Um, Gary Busey is going to be there. Oh, boy. Barbara Eden, Bruce Dern, and Danny Lloyd, who's Danny from The Shining. I'd go meet Bruce Dern. That's what I was just about to say, Bruce He's Dern. One. He's the only one, but Bruce Dern I'd go meet. Bruce Dern. Uh, he's hey. a bad guy from One Crazy Summer. He's a weirdo, man. Forecast today, windy crazy. and cold, snowy, mid-30s for the high. It oh, is, mid-30s, soup yeah, weather. It's still winter here. It's uh, soup. 28 degrees at DVE. Get a bowl of soup and call in sick. Uh, the Washington Post just reported that yesterday... President Trump's personal assistant, John McKenty, was escorted out of the White House and fired <laughs> for unspecified security issue. He wasn't even allowed to take his jacket. It's cold out. <laughs> they just picked him up from the desk and said, get out of here. I mean, I don't know what we thought. This is a guy who's famous for a TV show where he says, you're fired. Uh, I mean, he's fired a lot of people. Yeah, but if he went that quick, do you think he might have been... Uh, Mm-hmm. Is that crazy? Sing it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh. I, I think that he brought back Big Max and he wanted McNuggets. That might It might have been that simple. <laughs> Out. Don't even let him take his coat. Humiliate him. Humiliate him. Billy Gardell hanging out with us. Mike Pursuta will join us when we Gosh. come back. Hi, Stevie. DVE Sports. Ugh. Mike Pursuta here with your sports on the DVE Morning Show, Mike. <laughs> sports is our brought to you by Panhandle Cleaning and Restoration. The NCAA tournament tips off tonight in Dayton, Ohio. 640 on True TV. LIU Brooklyn against Radford. Radford a four and a half point favorite. The over-under is 138 and a half. 138 and a half? 138 and a half, just under 139. Hmm. <laughs> 9 10 if after that one. St. Bonaventure against UCLA. UCLA, a three and a half point favorite, over under 155. Hmm. No idea about any of these teams. I can tell you this the. Uh, the Dayton playing game has not been good to teams from California in the last couple of years. They tend to think, apparently, that it's a pain in the ass to it's fly a long all trip. that way. Uh, the tournament begins in earnest on Thursday. In honor of that, ESPN.com's Myron Medcalf has published his annual bold predictions piece, and they are bold among them. Uh, the entire ACC will watch the Final Four from home. Whoa. Arizona's going to the Final Four. Davidson will beat Kentucky in the first round. Gonzaga will lose the national championship game. Michigan State will win the national championship game. New Mexico State will reach the Sweet 16. Virginia will hold its first two opponents to under 80 points combined. 
the SEC won't send a team to the second weekend. The double-digit seed will win every 6-11 matchup in the first round. And Trey Young will drop 40 points and 10 assists on Duke in a second-round loss. Mike, if one were going to Vegas this weekend, how much would one trust that man's reporting? Uh, They're called bold predictions for a reason, Bill. Okay, thank you, Mike. His takes are a little hot. Yeah. But I'm not a big hot take fan normally, but stuff like this I can't get enough of because you never know. A lot of people are picking Sparty. A lot of people. If, are if, if one, if one were going to Vegas this week, Mike, what what information would one want to read? Um, let me see. A little less hot. Something, something lukewarm, Mike. <laughs> Mike Shashevsky has won five national championships and an all-time high ninety-one NCAA tournament games in his career. Hmm. That might get my attention. Where I going to Vegas? All right. Noted. Noted. <laughs> Seconded. Pens are back in second place in the Metropolitan Division. The Caps beat the Pens. Pens, Pens, it's getting hot. Three-two last night. Washington has eighty-five points. Pittsburgh's got eighty-four. Philadelphia with eighty-one after a three-two loss to Vegas, and Columbus has seventy-nine following a. 5-2 win over Montreal. The Devils are fifth with 78 points. Alex Ovechkin got career goal number 600. He scored his 41st and 42nd of the season last night for the Capitals. And Marc-Andre Fleury wins uh, career game number 400. In the that flower. Vegas, in that Vegas win over Philadelphia. Pens will be in action on Wednesday at Madison yes. Square Garden against the Rangers and Thursday at Montreal. ESPN.com reporting that Case Keenum's going to sign with Denver. When free agency opens tomorrow, teams were allowed to start talking to prospective free agent additions as of yesterday. Keenum won 11-3 and and 14 starts with the Vikings last season. Uh, yeah, the Vikings, I, you know, I was reading about them yesterday, Mike, and it, it, I saw that they were in the sweepstakes to try to get Cousins. And I thought, wow, I mean, they're just going to just get rid of Sam Bradford, Case Keenum, and Bridgewater. Yeah, they had three quarterbacks. Apparently, they didn't want any one of them. That yeah, seemed well, kind of crazy was that to meeting? me. Well, I wonder what that board meeting was like. How can we go back to just winning by three and not scoring more than ten? <laughs> AP reporting that uh, the Bengals and Bills are going to Exchange first-round picks, and the Bengals are going to get left tackle Cordy Glenn as part of the deal. Buffalo is uh, going to move up to number 12 from 21 in the first round in that transaction. Lawrence Timmons cut by the Dolphins yesterday. Mm-hmm. Steelers need inside linebackers desperately. Which is there any rumor to um, Tyrod Taylor going to uh, Cleveland? Yeah, I think the board meeting in Cleveland was, are there any other quarterbacks that we that we can play that we just aren't going to win big with? <laughs> I know a guy. Somebody suggested Tyrod Taylor, and <clears throat> the wheels were in motion. Steelers uh, ready to part ways with William Gay tomorrow. Gay posting on his Instagram account, quote, one hell of a ride in this city of champions. Next chapter, we'll be ready for 2018. Want a chance to host the trophy one more time. Looking forward to being on a new team. 
I think a lot of Steeler fans are looking forward to William Gay being on a new team. Not to disparage the good works that he did here for many years. It's just that last year and the year before weren't necessarily two of them. Smoked. <laughs> Pirates lost to the Orioles 8-5. to Ah, oh, the Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as we've been telling you all week, the great sports debate is tomorrow night at 7.30 at Tequila Cowboy. You know the drill by now. Bunch of guys yelling at each other drunk. It's really fun. Go to dve.com, get your $20 VIP ticket, or if not, reserve your spot. That's what I got. Mike, Mike I wanted to ask you something. I saw a Didi Kinkabwala tweet yesterday that if Timmons wanted to come back here, he's got to clear some things up with, with Coach T. And I couldn't make out what the heck she was talking about. Uh, perhaps that could be referencing that he went AWOL from the Dolphins before the opener when they were in L.A. last year. Yeah. Came back to Pittsburgh. Ended up getting suspended for a game, which is kind of not what you're really looking for for an inside linebacker guy that you signed as a free agent. Well, at least he came back to Pittsburgh. He wouldn't have to leave Pittsburgh, Yeah, that's I guess. right. He was going to go AWOL. We're home base. Yeah, they might want to get some more information on that, but I think they're desperate enough at the position that uh, that's a move they should make. Because that at least gets you better than you were at the end of last year for two downs. Now you've now you got to figure out third down. Mm-hmm. Would take maybe just a little bit of pressure off the number one pick too. Bringing Spence or Moats back, or are they both I, under contract still? I thought they were both unrestricted. I'm not sure. The world's on fire. Uh, quick break. We're going to come back. Cash more with Billy Gardell. Our Cash. comedy fest lineup is set. This is a. Uh, we're psyched about it. Tickets go on sale Thursday. If you haven't heard who we got, here it is. It is the DVE Morning Show, and joining us right now, uh, of course, Billy Ardell is Gosh. as he does each and every Tuesday here on the DVE Morning Show. A lot of years. A lot of years. A lot of years, Cuzzy. Long time. We go back Good a long years. time. We go back a ways. Go back a long time. How long is it? Like fifteen years? It's got to be about fifteen years. We oh, knew man. you back when you were just kind of a big star. <laughs> I'm still just kind of a big star. <laughs> You're doing another episode of Big or, uh, Little Sheldon. Young yeah, Sheldon. Young Sheldon. Tiny Sheldon. Sheldon. <laughs> doing another episode. This is my third appearance on there. I'm sliding in a little bit to be uh, maybe a little reoccurring job, which is really lovely uh, to be working with that cast. They're, they're a good group of people, and uh, and nice to be working with Chuck again. and. You know, especially with pilot season this year, it hasn't really been. Uh, some of the sitcoms have been really, really oof, nothing I want to get involved in. Yeah, it's a weird time right now, man. I think uh, you know we talked about it earlier. Over 1.5 million pay cable subscribers got rid of their pay channels, like the yeah. HBO, uh, yeah. you know, the premium channels, and that is double the number that did it the year before. Right. So many people are going to Netflix. I, I, I think networks have to just start realizing that if you leave shows alone, that's how you get great shows. If you have a good show, just keep spinning that off. I think they should do Baby Sheldon, and then I think they should do Pregnant with Sheldon. Zygote Sheldon. And then I think they should do Sheldon's Mom. 
Guys, let's not let's not rock the boat here. Everybody shut <laughs> on. Everybody shut <laughs> on. All right. No, that stuff. I don't mind spinoffs. I hate the fact that they're bringing back you know Roseanne and Will and Grace and all yeah. that. Like, wasn't there another one? The Office. They're going to reboot the Are Office, they? but it's not going to be the same people. It's going to be. A I dip- think uh, Murphy Brown is getting a reboot. Murphy yeah. Brown. Oh that wow. Does not need to come back either. Damn. No. You know? um, cheer- Although, I, would you be pumped if they brought Seinfeld back? No, because yeah, it wouldn't so be either. the same. Like, he, I look at him so differently now. Also, you know that Larry David was so much a part of the attitude of that show that I think Curb Your Enthusiasm has served as the sort of adult portion of Seinfeld. But yeah. there could be new episodes that would be fun, like how long can Kramer hold out not saying the N-word? <laughs> <laughs> New storylines. Hadn't thought about that. Yeah, no, you bring up a good point there. Uh, um, so you are going to do a uh, a young Sheldon, and uh, mm-hmm. we're hoping you're going to get your own Netflix show. Although, hey, if they did bring back Mike and Molly, I wouldn't be upset. Um, I think we got to wait till uh, Melissa's not doing movies anymore before anybody talks <laughs> about that. Um, and then you'll just have like what, like a thirty year old kid. Yeah, it'll just pick up, and the kid's, you know, moved back into the house. He's had a failed life, and I'm trying to get him sober. I like it. Got anybody in mind for the kid? You, Mike. (laughs) A new study says most infants don't hit peak cuteness until they're about six months old. Have you ever had to do the... That's uh, not true. Go see a... That's not true at all. Go see a friend's baby, though, and it's an ugly baby. Sometimes. That's that's right up there with that dumb study where that guy said that opposites don't attract. Speaking of uh, Seinfeld, that was a Seinfeld plot. People were shown photos of babies at various ages, and the average person said six months was the cutest age. Newborns were rated as the least cute. Well, yeah, I mean, if they're like... Some of them do come out a little pimply. Little pinky. Well, yeah, man, that ain't an easy canal to walk through. I mean, <laughs> right. So there are some that look like they had a rough ride. Yeah, sometimes you just come out of like uh, the Noah's Ark ride. It's like yeah. anyone you don't look right. But come on, there are newborns. <laughs> I mean, you, you can't like, squeeze them. They're look so at somebody cute. coming off the raging rapids. It's not you know that's not their best look. Give them a second. <laughs> the characteristics most people associate with cuteness include big eyes, chubby cheeks. And cooing sounds, and they—I've made a living on that. <laughs> yeah, you—you're a cooer. Uh, biologists <laughs> think we evolved to have those traits as babies because it encourages our moms to love us even more. You got to change yeah. that uh, that thing on your hat, Bill, to say "coo" instead of "cuz." Kaji coo. I like that biologists have actually rationalized well. Babies become cute, so moms will love them. Like, because if they stay ugly, they're going to be like, nobody loves you. I tell you, (laughs) I'm going to put you in the back of the closet. Uh, They're all traits babies don't have until they're six months old. So that's why they're saying people who don't go nuts over just any baby or newborns. Most parents think their kids are cute from the get-go, but if you're not immediately blown away by your kids' looks, they say, don't worry. The researchers hope the study <laughs> helps new parents realize it's totally normal We're for your baby to worry. look alien. Right away. Val, right away. Out right of the Right out of womb. the chute. Out of the <laughs> damn womb. I remember Kennedy had, like, the back of her head was completely flat. She had a fire engine red skullet, and... I was just like, oh, man, what the hell's going on here? And then all that hair fell out, you know, and she became this this beautiful little thing. 
But like at first, you know, you're like, oh god. One of my nieces had she had like a uh, like an like a, a big bump on her head. It looked like an Oreo cookie or something was like on her head. And we're like, hey, is, uh, is that going to go away? And my sister's like, yeah, don't. They probably had to pull her out with a plunger. She's got a big chicken nugget oh, on the top of her head. I love babies. Yeah, it, it, that was it, too. It was like, uh, you know, the little deformed head thing going on. They're yeah. like, it goes away. Well, yeah, worry. your head's a little, they're a little pointy-headed when they come out. Yeah, but as a parent. The you... soft spot, too. You got you to gotta wait for the soft spot to close. Again, the wipeout course they have to go through to get here. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's no joke. You know, Every that once in a like, while, though, that, ain't, that ain't like two people trying to get through a spinning door. I mean, that's a tough. <laughs> Every once in a while, they come out perfect. Just uh, ask my wife. Oh uh, yeah, you, your uh, your granddaughter. Oh, yeah, that's a one. proud granddaddy She's over there. The greatest baby of all time. Uh, well, yeah, that's good. You know, every once in a while, you get the you get the perfect little bundle. <laughs> but uh, I remember actually the day that you know, like when she actually was giving birth. We were, Serena was screaming, I was screaming, my mom was in there and she was screaming. And they, the, it was the chicken nugget that was, you know, crowning first. And they were like, there's the head. And I was like, oh my God, that's such a small head. <laughs> and then the actual head came out and I was like, oh my God, the head has a head. What's <laughs> happening here? I think you just have to be very careful. When you your reaction when you see a new baby when it's somebody else's can really you always alter your, your the the course of your friendship from that point on. You should never say yuck. Ugh. How do you love that thing? <laughs> How many drugs were you doing? <laughs> that part chow. Give it six months. It'll get better. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna come back in six months. Check back in on you. Yeah, that would. I just love to hold babies. Yeah. Oh, I just could squeeze them. Why don't you have a baby yeah. holding service? I would. You know love there. That. You know there is a baby holding service. There they, is. Well, because when babies are born, they actually physically need to be touched. Mm-hmm. If the, if babies aren't held when they're born, they they'll die. And so, if a baby is born and the the parents aren't, you know, around, they have people there to hold the baby. Really? That's how much the babies depend on human touch. I know a lot of hospitals do that, but they have such a long waiting list because everybody wants to go and hold babies. Seriously? Yeah. You can go yeah. and hold babies? Yeah, like yeah. ones that are drug addicted or... Oh, my God. No, that's nobody nobody would have been able to touch Will when he was a child because Grandma Dory uh, literally would strip him out of your arms <laughs> like Ray Lewis. <laughs> you could not... Could not get your hands on my son when we were down at my dad's house. I think I might have been my great niece's first babysitter. Yeah, she was a month old when I went to visit, and I just, I'm like, yeah, you guys go, go out to dinner. And you just held the baby for. I just held the baby all night, <laughs> And all those babies have ankle bracelets because people will try to steal the baby. You want to hold the baby so much, try to take it. Really? Oh yeah. They steal babies, mm. and they got a they got like Dude, one of those, those clips like they do it. are on lockdown. Really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So like now, the stuff you see at Macy's, they got one of those on the end. You got to pass the, through like the Get Smart doors to get in there. You used to yep. be able to the hospital in Franklin. You used to be able to anybody could walk in the nursery and just look at the babies. That's uh, back when we were a decent people, Val. Those days are gone. <laughs> yeah. There was bleachers set up. I remember frequently going bleachers. in there. Oh, you the frequently babies. went in there and looked well, at babies? <laughs> like it was the Humane Society or something? the street if you were hey, visiting I think someone. I'm going to rescue one of these. I like that one. Yeah. Does it bark a lot? Right. Val's <laughs> <laughs> just checking out babies at lunch. Now I'm going to go look at the babies.
I mean, in Franklin, take a look at the babies. Look, it's a different way of life up there. Is, yeah. The baby watching. You know, you just it's a pastime. Door open. Doors wide open. Door unlocked all the time. Doors wide open. I got uh, locked out of the know. hospital last night. <laughs> my dad, my dad got a hip replacement, and I, and I was out with him in St. Margaret's. And uh, my my key for my car, I, right. I dropped it in my brother's car when we went to grab something to eat, and he drove back to Erie with it. And so I like went out to leave last night, and I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and I wa- tried to walk back in the hospital. I was like, tum, tum, "Doors closed." I'm like, oh, <laughs> "Balls!" <laughs> and so I had to Uber my way out of there. But yeah, to was, Erie, to Erie. Yeah, I Uber to Erie. <laughs> Fourteen hundred dollars. But you just called your brother and said, "Hey, sorry, you got to come back." Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, it's my own fault. I'm an idiot, but whatever. I'm going to Uber out there after I vote today. Get out there and vote if you are a registered voter, uh, Republican, Independent, Democrat, Libertarian. Again. It doesn't matter. Not a primary. Yes. Everybody can vote. This This is is a special special election. election. They're all special. But this one, special election, you're allowed to vote. Um, if you are, <laughs> if you live in the district, yes. the problem is uh, we're already seeing news reports. Lots of people are calling to complain. They're uh, voting. Their polling place is closed because they're not in the district. So you have to be uh, where the election is happening in order to place your vote. Muy importante. Otherwise, seems like a simple rule, doesn't it? Who's the uh, libertarian? D- oh, Drew Brees. Drew Miller. <sighs> Drew Miller. <laughs> Drew Brees. Drew Miller. Drew Miller. <laughs> Sorry, Canada. Drew Miller, Rick Sackwan, and uh, Connor Lamb, which is delicious. Have you had that? I haven't. Billy Gardell, always a Gosh. pleasure. And I got to say hi. Uh, my uh, my brother Tony's down at my dad's right now, and I just want to give a shout-out and say hello. And he's trying to pick up a couple games on me in the division because he's like Eddie Haskell, and I want you to know, Tony, it's not going to work. I'm out by three. I got the old man running boards for his Ford Explorer. Sorry. <laughs> Maybe yeah. next year, Tone. Okay? <laughs> Settle down. <laughs> you want to throw sh- sh- shots at the throne. Thanks yeah. to Bernie. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck getting the chlorine for the pool and seeing if that keeps up with the running boards. Good luck with that. Thanks to Burt Kreischer for joining us earlier. He's a headliner for this year's DBE Comedy Festival. How about the lineup super, we got? Super, super funny guy, and what a lineup you guys got. Man, What a, that's killer. That's a murderer's row. Burt Kreischer, Brad Williams, Rory Scovel, Sarah Tiana, and Bill Crawford. And I know, uh, Billy Gardell, you just uh, did a show with Sarah Tiana out in Hollywood. I did. I was just at the Improv, which I'm not rare. You know, it's a rare sighting for me. But I did a, 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 fr- a favor for a friend, and I ran into her and told her how much you guys liked her. And what a kind person and super funny, man. She was she was really, really funny. Yeah. Really genuinely funny. She does Rob Riggle's podcast with him, too, also. Right. So. They do the picks. Right. They do the picks, right. So she'll be a part of that uh, with Burt Kreischer, Brad Williams, Rory Scovel. I'm super psyched to have Rory on board on this one. Yeah, me too. And uh, the one and only Bill Crawford. Get your tickets at DVE.com starting Thursday morning at 9 a.m. A portion of the proceeds will benefit. It's about the Warrior Foundation. All right. We're out of here. We got to go. Billy. See you. See you, cousin. Later. I'm finished. You stay classy, Pittsburgh. Don't touch your face. I got him dead, Pittsburgh, all day, baby. For now, you guys call me Ronald. Would you not eat my pants? Ronald. Ah! Mm-hmm.